0: You are listening to the Quarter to Three Games Podcast. My name is Tom Chick.
1: And I'm Jason McMaster.
2: And Gary, over to you. Introduce yourself. (laughs) And I am Gary Achenbach, otherwise known as uh, Quarter to Three's Jurassic.
1: Very good. Uh, Okay, Jason L. McMaster. What was that music? Is that Queen.nuke? Song that you've been listening. Queen. To. Dot nuke. How, how dare you? Queen. Dot Kong. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's like a 195 attack. Uh, <laughs> how
0: do you uh, do you know that? Of course, because I mentioned it in a post, or do you know it from from real
1: life? Uh, I mentioned. I noticed it because you mentioned it, but I've also heard the song. So, I mean, in the gamer
0: in real life, in Saints Row Three, game. or in action. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Gary, have you heard of a band called The Do?
2: I have not. Well, you have now. So there All you right. go. <laughs> I recognize the song because of the uh, front page post that you made about it. But other than that, no.
0: Well, also maybe, Gary, if you weren't only third level in Saints Row Three, to my shame, yes. Be. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, All right, McMaster. What are we going to do with this podcast today?
1: Well, we're going to talk about our picks for Post of the Week, Games of the Week, and News of the Week. That we are. Before we do, though, Gary, I have a very important question for you.
0: All right, fire away. What's something good on TV that I could watch that's not going to disappoint
2: me like Walking Dead does? Uh, let's see here. I, am, I remain fairly fond of a series that's currently airing over the pond, if you can find some way to watch that, mm. a little British show called Misfits.
1: That's pretty yeah. good. Actually, it's on Hulu. Uh,
0: now, this is about... Uh, actually, should you even tell me... Tell me something that makes me want to see it without giving too much away. How's that for a challenge?
2: It's pretty challenging. It, <laughs> is, it is something like Heroes, only not soul-crushingly horrible.
1: Yeah, that's that's a pretty good description.
2: So,
0: Jason L. McMaster, you also uh, advocate this misfits thing.
1: Yeah, I've seen the first couple of
0: seasons. And you know what? I think there's someone famous in it that I've heard of or that I like. Like who? I, I presume they're British actors. Yeah. Yeah. Who yes. famous is in it? Who would I have heard of?
1: Um,
2: Hugh fact. Jackman. No.
1: Yeah, he's in there.
2: No, <laughs> he plays every character. As a matter of fact, yeah. what a stretch. He's,
1: a, he's every woman. Uh, so.
0: Am I gonna know anyone who's in it? I may not know anyone who's in it, but uh...
1: Um well let's see. You know, I didn't really recognize anybody, but um Yeah, even Rion, Lauren Soka, Nathan Stewart Jarrett, Antonia Thomas, Robert Sheehan, Craig Parkinson, Nathan McNulty. <laughs> Anything ringing a bell there for you? There.
0: There. Yeah, nobody famous to an American guy like me is in there. Uh, is in that, yeah. that show? So all right, okay. There's a- ben
2: Smith in two episodes. Don't know who that is either. No Alan Smithy's though. So that's yeah, no, him. no Alan
0: Smithy. Uh, all right, so McMaster, what then is your TV tip of the week? Gary is at, is suggesting Misfits because I have my own that I'm going to throw out there, but I wanted um, one for you guys as well.
1: I don't know. I, I always watch uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Probably. You know why I don't want to see that? Because the fella who is in Horrible Bosses, uh, I forget the actor's name. Charlie he's, Day. Ch- thank you, exactly. Uh, he he's so old. annoyed me in Horrible Bosses that I have no desire to see him on, on anything
1: else. No, he's a genius in that show. Yeah. Maybe I'll give him another chance. All right, so here's then
0: my tip. He's the and best. It's, uh, he's the best? Did you just say he's the best? Yes.
1: The best. The character on that show. I mean, that's
0: oh, I cool. Okay. Uh, all right, well, here's my tip. And I feel like, uh, I, I, well, I don't. I, what do you guys know about this thing called uh, Modern Family?
1: Uh, it's pretty good. Oh, so I've you know seen uh, it. the first two seasons of it too. Actually.
0: So should I be? I shouldn't be sheepish about saying how much I'm really digging it. Is that? Would that be like? Um, no, unless you're a jerk that doesn't like Ed O'Neill. <sighs> oh, you know what? That is that that yeah, like that. That gives it a lot of credit because I sort of watch it and think, oh, this is probably like so wholesome and popular. Uh, in flyover country and it's probably gonna like make me seem less edgy and intellectual and pretentious if I admit that I like it so uh, but you're right Ed O'Neill being in there does give it a little edge doesn't it from
1: well, yeah absolutely and then you know on top of that I mean the gay couple is pretty great as well cam and uh Mitchell Cameron- no yeah, yeah. yeah, Mitch- yep. yeah. yeah no, I even know the characters names and
0: though the woman who plays the wife oh Julie Bowen I think is her name Yes. Uh, very, very wholesome looking but but in in also like very very uh, uh, I guess I'm just gonna say hot yeah she's very attractive yeah, yeah. Uh, so Gary have you seen modern family no I don't know the show at all all right so I'm gonna make a deal with you I will right. watch Misfits if you track down and watch one episode of modern Family what do you think of that
2: righty I'll take that deal
0: okay that has been our TV exchange routine uh, we it is in effect. Uh, for, for this week, uh, so Gary, you by the way are in flyover country. I made a disparaging remark, hoping to get a rise out of you, and it didn't work <laughs> because I presume you're
2: too good natured. Is that correct? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> being being located, i I'm in uh, Minnesota currently, and Minnesotans are supposed to be known for you know being seething and passive aggressive. So I'll just take it out in small ways as we go along. Is that true? Are they really known for that, or did you just make that up? I'm not making it up. There's a term called Minnesota Nice.
0: Oh, ah, wow. very good. Okay, because you're not originally from there.
2: You are a wisconsin A uh, wisconsin correct. And actually, Minnesota <laughs> Nice tends to be used mostly in Wisconsin, in my yeah. experience. So. Of course it
0: does, ah, yeah. I see. So, uh, you, have you ever been, by the way, have you ever ridden that roller coaster in the Mall of America?
2: Uh, years and years ago when it was new. ah you actually got on it i know well you know this is this is back when the mall of america was new and everyone had to go there once to to say yep it's a giant mall all right
0: (laughs) and it's got a roller coaster in it now you know what i think of does that remind you of any
2: video game yes it does it was lacking zombies the times i've been inside of it but exactly yes i I can't help but think of uh, dead rising Uh,
0: when i think of a, a roller coaster in a mall I go straight to Dead Rising.
2: Yep. Also, lacking chainsaw wielding clowns, so it's, you know good and bad. They,
0: I think more malls should have that, though. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, McMaster, you ever been to the Mall of America?
1: Yeah, I think I did. Actually, go once. Okay. I, I don't. It's been a long time though.
0: Uh, I've I have been there myself. I have, I have a little sister who lives in Wisconsin, and at one point during a trip out there, I think we went to the Mall of America. So we, we've all been there. Uh, here's the thing. McMaster, have you ever been to the East Coast? Yes, of course.
1: Oh,
2: me too. Gary, surely you've been to the East Coast, haven't you? I have not. We're we're very provincial here in Flyover Country.
0: <laughs> now, why would you not go to the East Coast? How is it that you can you can be around long enough to uh, you know go to college, get a job, post on quarter to three, all that stuff, and have never gone to the East Coast? I, it's just it's just never came up. What is the farthest east you have been? Like that line where in Lord of the Rings, where Sam says, <laughs> Frodo, once we step past this point, it will be farther than I've ever gone before. What state would you have to hit before you could say that line?
2: Uh, Pennsylvania, actually.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, That's I, fair. So, That's a pretty good ways towards the east coast
0: that's that is progress yeah that's good uh now you and i then gary uh, have something in common and that is we have both never been to new york
1: really yep.
2: hmm. Come actually, up. I'm not going to prove myself a liar. I have been to New York before. Isn't that oh, on all? So I'm going to hear we go. So <laughs> I, I'm an American, so I'm bad at geography. I don't actually know if that's further east or not.
0: But <laughs> no, uh, I know they got rivers out there, but that's on the coast, right? Like if you – there's some point where when you're looking out from New York City, you're actually over an ocean. Uh,
2: I wasn't in New York City, but the state of New York. Ah, there, okay. Okay. Actually. So you still – okay, then you haven't been to the actual coast. Correct. Correct. I, I see the coast from where I was in the state. Right.
0: Uh, well, McMaster, I, since I've never been to New York City, I don't feel bad about not knowing this, but can you shed light on this, McMaster? Is there ever a time when you're in New York City and you're looking out over the Atlantic Ocean? Yeah, uh, yeah sure. You can. Okay. okay. Um, thanks, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, all right, so this has been uh, our, the geography portion of our podcast. Let's <laughs> now move on to uh, world religion. Yes, I like that. All right. <laughs> What's your favorite world religion?
2: Who's going first here?
0: Oh, that's you, Gary. I'm calling you out. You gotta, you gotta lead the topic. Your favorite world religion
2: would be uh, the Church of the Subgenius. Oh, oh yeah. So you kind
0: of shut down the whole topic with that one. That's per- That's a really good pick. Uh, who's the head
2: of that, by the way? Well, the high epop is J.R. Bob Dobbs. There are immortal agents who currently run the, you know, the Incorporated Foundation. Now, is that still a meme? Like, has Internet, has has like a keyboard cat and all that
0: other kind of stuff replaced that meme? Or is the Church of the Subgenius still going? Do we know? Uh,
2: it's it's still a going concern. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, the, the popularity of it probably peaked and waned a little bit once X-Day came and went. But, you know, there's just calendar mishaps. That's all.
0: <laughs> I don't know what, what you just said, but I approve uh and 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 what i love about that meme is it predated the internet that meme didn't need the internet to get around by golly you know the internet internet just makes it easier for weak memes but uh,
2: it used to be entirely pamphlet driven back in the day yep
0: back in the day like uh chick tracks
2: for instance do you guys know exactly jack chick that was what you did before getting into uh into video games as i understand
0: that's that was my dad Okay, that makes sense. Now, could I, if I had managed to keep a straight face, could I have sold you on that? <laughs> I don't
1: think so. Uh,
2: probably not. It, no.
1: it would have been that. That's too big to not have come out by now. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, it would have came out somewhere in the forest. <laughs> uh, I do love
0: that I share a last a last name with someone famous. Are there any famous uh, Auchenbachs, Gary? Uh,
2: not that I know of. I think the most famous one that I know of, and I don't know if he's even. Tied to my branch of the uh, surname is there's a Joel Achenbach who writes or used to write for the Miami Herald. I think. Okay, that's yeah, that's no Jack Chick, but we'll accept
0: that. What about yeah? You? It's nowhere near Jack Chick, but you know. <laughs> McMaster, any famous uh, McMaster's that you know of?
1: There's a few, um, there, but uh, I think the most obvious one is Jason McMaster, the guitarist <laughs> and lead singer of Dangerous Toys,
0: <laughs> which when you get Googled will sometimes come up, right? Oh, it comes up all. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I think I win the uh, celebrity last name contest, uh, and then finally, before we move on to the games portion, uh, our medicine segment this week, uh, medical issues. Uh, McMaster, any aches or pains?
1: No, I was sick over the weekend, but other than that,
0: oh, what was going on there? Tell us about it. I
1: think I had the flu.
0: Okay, have you have you shaken that off? Are you are you back to 100 percent?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now,
0: finally. Because we need you at 100 percent for this podcast. All right. Okay. Uh, Gary, uh, any aches or pains? Anything? Uh, I- anything that we can uh, help you with? Uh, no, I'm doing well. Okay. Uh, I stubbed my toe earlier today. Oh
1: my god. I was, mm. going
0: around, I was going around the cat, and my toe caught the wall, and uh, it was it was it was terrible. But I think I'm I'm only at 98. percent So McMaster, we need you at 102 percent to make up for that today. If you're up for it. Oh yes, I'll carry us. Okay. Uh right, then, why don't you lead us into our
1: topics? What are we going to hit first? Uh this I don't week? know. Would you guys like to talk about news?
0: Ooh yes. I like my news story. Yes, let's do news. News. Well works.
1: then you go first, Tom. You go first. You would do that because I don't have my notes
0: pulled up, but I'm going to pull them up. Watch this. Watch me. Watch me kill time while I pull up my notes. So my news story of the week. well, I'm typing in my password here. Okay, my news story of the week is: uh, Have you guys ever played an MMO called uh, Project Entropa? No. <laughs> nope. I would. I would hope not, because Project Entropa, their whole uh, their whole angle is: Hey you can make real-world money playing this MMO. And they'll even uh, point you towards these kind of uh, vague testimonials from people who like only give their first name, who say things like, uh, I made $10,000 playing Project Entropa. Uh, hmm. And the idea is, you know, you can play for free, uh, but as you're playing, they encourage you to make microtransactions, of course. And as you're playing, you, you create this in-game currency. And it's just like making gold in World of Warcraft. But they they presumably always offer you the option to cash out for real money. Now, their, their scheme, of course, is that there are constant money sinks in the game as well. And you're having to pay money to make money. And if you ever want to cash out, there's heavy penalties. It's like this insane 10 to 1 uh, exchange rate. Uh, they keep a portion of it. Um, the whole thing is a, is a scam and it's ridiculous. Uh, their, their main, uh, I think they have project in Tropa. The, the company is a Swedish company called mind dark, uh, and their, their main game, I think, I don't know if it's like a region or a game, but, uh, the one they push the most is called planet Calypso. So, uh, I, they, they hold this Guinness Book of World Records for the, the most expensive virtual transaction ever. Uh, they did this maybe a couple of years ago where they claimed that they sold a plot of land for, for something. I think it was like $6 million or something, like a virtual plot of land was sold for $6 million. Uh, that sounds terrible. It does, yes. Uh, now, but the thing is, so when they, when they announced they did this, I, I put a post up on it at a, a site I was running for the Sci Fi channel at the time, and their PR guy – uh, contacted me and made some veiled threats to, uh, to, to sue me about <laughs> suing me for libel, uh, which was awesome. Uh, it was awesome because what I was able to do was say, uh, well, you know what? Uh, let me hand you over to the NBC Universal Legal Department. Yeah, they like that. Yeah. yeah, you can talk to those guys because now that you've mentioned this, you and I have nothing to say anymore, so I'm just going to let you talk to the lawyers. And, of course, right. he never contacted them. But anyway, so these guys have a special place in my heart. Uh, they're shysters. Uh, it's a pyramid scheme. And just today they announced uh, that they are opening auctions for new plots of land. So in the real world, real estate, of course, is a valuable commodity because nobody's making any new real estate. In it's the vir- kind of
2: finite, yeah.
0: Exactly. In the virtual world, hey, they don't have
2: that problem. So- well, there's only so many bits to go around, so you figure. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, there you go. I guess so. That's that's the limitation. <laughs> that's what sets the value.
0: Uh, Well, they're using up a lot of their bits now on Planet Calypso. 60,000 new plots are available. They will shortly be auctioned off. You can buy a single plot for a $100 buyout, or you can just auction it and see how the auction goes. Uh, With 60,000 of these being made available at $100 each, you can buy a single lot. You can buy them in packages. Um, And the idea is that you then get a return on your investment of, here's what they say, Uh, I'll actually quote from the press release. Based on Planet Calypso's performance over the last 12 months, the potential return on investment of each share is expected to be between 27% and 30% per year.
2: Wow. That sounds like a good deal.
0: Now, it sounds like a good deal, but you'll notice they conspicuously
2: don't... Let me find my credit card here.
0: (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. Before you do that, Gary, hold on. Okay, I'll wait. You cool your jets there, Tiger, because I want you to notice they do not tell you in what currency that return on investment is on. What happens is when you buy your $100 plot, your investment is converted to what are called Project Entropa dollars or PEDs. So from now on, every new – you know this whole idea of getting a return on your investment, that's on your Project Entropa dollars, not your U.S. dollars, which which have effectively vanished once you've paid them into their little system.
2: What is the exchange rate? between entropy dollars and dollars
0: uh let's see 10 to 1 when you try to cash out uh as well as they'll take a cut of it um as well as uh i don't know what else you know it's not like i've played this game that was one of the things that the fellow mentioned when i wrote the story about the game he's like you've never even played this game Mm. so there and he was right so he, he did have a point there
2: they're um, airtight legal case, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. You should, probably right. shouldn't talk about that because, you know, it's legal advice is to keep mum about this stuff, this stuff until it's finished. Well, he can't sue me for libel. He can now sue me for slander. All right. Who
1: the hell runs this company? Is it Andy Fastow or something? <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, that's some really Enron-sounding shit there. I don't know what they're trying uh, to say. The CEO's name, uh, Bernie Madoff? Oh,
2: was doing these days? No, it's a Swedish company,
0: and it really is a pyramid scheme. It's ridiculous, and I just want to read you guys the uh, the quote from the chairman of Mindark, which is a Swedish company that runs Planet Calypso. Uh, and I want you to this sounds totally like something out of like a, a real estate scam brochure. And here is what he has to say. I quote. So far, land management in Entropa Universe has been a very exclusive thing, as the market price for land area deeds have ranged from five thousand dollars at the low end to upwards of half a million dollars. But now, participants of all levels and budgets can manage a piece of entire of the, the entire virtual world for one hundred U.S. dollars, which is less than the price of two regular PC games. End quote. It totally sounds like uh, a real estate scam, and I also want to want to point out. Are you guys buying that a hundred dollars is less than the price of two regular PC games?
2: Yeah. Um. Well, no, not really. Because so are PC
0: games like forty dollars these days? I mean, unless you're getting like StarCraft Two or Modern Warfare Three, PC games are are less than fifty dollars generally, right?
1: Generally, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. forty nine something like that. Yeah,
0: whatever. So yeah, if they're going to screw up their math that basically, I'm not sure I'd, I'd trust them with uh, virtual real estate.
2: So. I'm wondering how big these uh, virtual plots of land are. Are you, like, buying a closet in their, uh, in their game there? Well, that's a good question,
0: Gary, uh, because the press release also has some sort of hoo-ha at the end about how they have plans down the road to let you build houses on these virtual plots. Uh, oh, well, that's and and furthermore, in, I think in 2013, there are plans <laughs> to allow voting on future development of the game based on how many of these plots you hold. So you're also buying into sort of a, a little piece of the, the, the
2: politics of, of the, the future of Planet Calypso. There's nothing about that that doesn't sound exciting.
1: I should make a movie out of
2: that. Yeah.
1: Like a Philip K. Dick joint or something like that.
0: I would say more like a Glengarry Glen Ross kind of thing.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I like them to
1: sign on the di- line that is virtual. <laughs>
0: right. You are not ready for the Planet Calypso leads, McMaster. Put <laughs> the coffee down. Yes, I need good leads. These are shit leads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my news story of the week is uh, more shenanigans from uh, Mind Dark and Planet Calypso. And, uh, you know, they threatened to sue me for libel. I just wanted to make sure they could also now get slander in there as well. So, oh, uh, yeah, sure.
1: Uh, all right, so that's what I got. Gary, would you like to go next or shall I?
2: Uh, I can follow up, I guess. Uh, my news story of the week is nowhere near as entertaining, but was the recent announcement that uh, Stardock will now be starting to sell its games on Steam. <laughs>
0: Gary, you so almost scooped me, or actually, I almost scooped you, but uh, because I that caught my eye as well, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. So, so Gary, what's going on there? What about uh, what about their their service impulse? How can they have their games on impulse and
2: Steam? Well, apparently, uh, a few months ago, maybe about six months or so, but six months exclusivity agreement sounds like the most likely explanation to me. Uh, Stardock decided to sell their impulse platform to GameStop, which is, of course, a very popular retail chain, and have now decided that they will start selling their games uh, on other platforms as well. Yep. So good for
0: them. And now, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, McMaster.
1: Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 no surprise. I mean, it was going to happen.
0: Because they don't have, because Impulse does not belong to them anymore, so they're just another publisher uh, who wants to get their games on as many platforms as possible, and naturally uh, Steam. So exactly, well, it was mean, bound if to happen.
1: Think, if you think about the other services too, what have you got? Origin, like mm, yeah, they're probably not going to go with that. Uh, it's too new. And then you've got GameStop's Impulse, which right. enough people don't really like GameStop, and it's not really a PC place either. So yeah, I mean, Steam's just the absolute natural choice. Yeah, you know, well, there's
0: that's- also. I mean, there's like a, like GamersGate and uh, what's the IGN one? Uh, Digital Domain.
1: Um, I do oh. like uh, I do like GamersGate.
0: Uh, I just got a game off Ubisoft service today. So there I mean, there. I mean, the publishers. Some of the publishers have their own, but then there are these more publisher as agnostic services. And naturally, I think StarDock should be on those. Uh, Gary, do we know yet uh, what is the first game we can get from StarDock on Steam?
2: I believe you can get it tonight. Uh, I'm not sure, but Sins of a Solar Empire. Sweet. That's awesome. Uh, what oh, about Elemental? Like, when can we get Elemental? Other games to follow. That I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Oh, it, it has yeah, not yeah, been announced yet.
1: Jump on that Elemental bandwagon.
2: <laughs> I hear it's a really good game, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I understand it if, was uh, received if very well, like in it, critics. If,
1: if you did not like it, you were not allowed to purchase any more StarDot games either. I think was the typical. Uh,
2: right, but legally binding, you're you're <laughs> lost as a StarDot customer if you didn't like Elemental. say I think all that works.
1: Luckily, I didn't play it, so I can still buy stuff.
2: Uh, Elemental, though, uh,
0: I am psyched to see what they're doing to follow up on it. And they they hired the fellow who made the Fall from Heaven mod for Civilization 4 to do uh, the next iteration of Elemental, uh, which should be out sometime next year. Uh, and they have John Schaefer from Civilization 5 working on that. So uh, they, I, I think they're doing exciting things with Elemental. So maybe by the time it's called Fallen Enchantress, Fallen Princess, I thought there was some. I think it's Fallen Enchantress. Uh, that comes out next year uh, as part of Elemental, uh, and hopefully that'll be on Steam as well, maybe. We'll see. Right,
2: Uh, Like I say, it it was no surprise them going to Steam. I I picked it today because I first learned of it through the forums, and for a little bit there, it tickled me because if you looked at it in Google, it was basically the forum post bringing it up, pointing to one of Brad Wardell's tweets on the matter, and the next thing down in the Google listing was an article was a slew of the article's pointing out one time Brad saying something about Steam holding Valve back. (laughs) (laughs) There's a good sequence.
1: Yeah, if you want to Google Brad Wardell and Steam, you're going to find some really entertaining posts on Quarters.
2: He's an opinionated guy. (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, All right. I will say, so uh, once
0: Impulse got sold over to to GameStop, Spot, Stop, yeah, to GameStop, uh, um, Stop. I recently uh, – I have six computers here on a LAN, and every now and then some of my friends come over and we'll play games. And, and Demigod, which uh, Stardock released, was very popular here for a while. Uh, and one of the cool things with Demigod is that you can play it on a LAN with only one copy of the game. Uh, there is no Steam game that works that way. Every game on Steam, we need six accounts, and each account needs to have purchased the game separately. Uh, so when my friends came over recently, we wanted to play Demigod. It wasn't on a couple of the computers. I only have one Impulse account, and therefore technically one copy of Demigod. Sure. Uh, and so I was pleased to discover that the way it worked with StarDock, where this one copy of Demigod I could install on each of my computers, and they would they would work multiplayer in a LAN environment. It still works that way. Like GameStop hasn't done anything to subvert that or, or change it. So I was very pleased to discover that uh, the LAN friendliness. Uh, of Stardock's games has persisted in the transition to, to GameStop. So, uh, All right, so uh, Steam games or uh, Stardock games now uh, on Steam and more on the way. Good. Looking forward to that. McMaster, what do you have for us for your news of the week?
1: Well, I just wanted to point out for my news of the week that our good friend Skyrim shipped over 7 million units, and it's opening weekend.
0: Yeah,
2: but how many did it sell through? say uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just piles moldering in warehouses now yeah for nobody's buying it it's just there all yeah uh,
1: actually is that your news of the week yeah uh, I was actually gonna bring up the the uh, thing. things so. <laughs> you nice. totally scoop did scoop me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like oh, okay
0: uh, so yeah. McMaster to put that in perspective seven million copies uh-huh. uh, if you were to take those seven million copies and and lay them down end to end. How far would they reach?
1: Um, that is a valid question. No, it's not. I, uh, <laughs> is it? Uh, is it virtual copies? Because then you could probably make those as large as you want. So you yeah, yeah. I meant
0: specifically ever. downloadable copies. Not, not. Yeah. If you were to take seven million downloadable copies end to end, could you reach the moon?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Um, actually, but they, they did say that they have sold, uh, uh over, over half sold. And, so
0: here,
1: here's a, here's a question.
0: Do we know yet, and I don't even know why I'm asking you this, because I'm pretty sure we don't, but, uh, so far, what is the biggest selling game of the year?
1: Uh, I believe it's Modern Warfare 3, actually. And I don't think that's going to change.
0: Gary, how do you feel about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not opposed to it, I guess. I don't
2: really care about the Modern Warfare series, but good you're okay for them. with that. Then you're okay with that. That's the
0: thing that most video gamers turned out. You know, I like. I really like Modern Warfare three, and I'm kind of I'm, ashamed I'm of myself. Offended. I really,
1: <laughs> I really like it too, actually.
0: But I feel like it's like like I can't be cool and like it. Like I feel like it's it's kind of like liking Britney Spears, isn't it? Like because it's so popular.
2: Well, it's getting right down to losing that edginess again.
0: Yeah, I guess so. It's like
2: it's like something that somebody watches
1: Modern Family would would
2: be into. Exactly, Modern Warfare is very big in flyover country. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> uh, here's so, a fun stat for you. Actually, okay. the game's publisher said that Modern Warfare three sales had totaled more than four hundred million in the first twenty four hours in Britain and the U S. alone.
0: Now, if you were to lay those copies end to end, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you would reach not just the moon; you could probably get to Mars. I mean, oh, yeah. they
1: sold 12 million copies. They didn't ship 12 million copies. They sold 12 million copies. That's pretty good. All that's right. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, all right.
0: So, uh, uh, Gary, why aren't you playing Modern Warfare Three?
2: Uh, well, I don't. I'm not really a big multiplayer shooter type of guy. So that's the main reason. And uh, single player really holds no interest for me anymore. Yeah, well, it's yeah not- Modern Warfare 2 single-player was like a finely engineered uh, piece of technology that was made to irritate me.
1: <laughs> yeah, Modern Warfare 2 single-player story was, uh, yeah. I believe I described it to someone as a ex-Navy SEAL's acid flashback.
2: <laughs> right. The the story of it irritated me, and the gameplay itself irritated me. And I had I had higher, I had higher hopes for it because I was one of the many who was quite pleasantly surprised by the uh, modern warfare Call of Duty four single player sequence. Oh yeah. Uh, do you guys
0: know of a movie? I know of this from trailers uh, called Act of Valor. No. All right. So uh, there's there's a movie. Uh, I don't, I don't even think anyone famous is in it. I thought maybe the villain looked like he was played by Robert Carlyle, but I couldn't tell. It's a movie called Acts, Act or Acts of Valor. I imagine it's plural. No. Uh, and it looks like a total like Modern Warfare 3 ripoff. Like the, 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 the trailer consists of you can see bits and pieces from set pieces that absolutely look like, like the kind of things that happen in Modern Warfare games. Uh, they're, they're totally trying to sell this, I think, to the kinds of guys who play Modern Warfare.
2: An elite team of Navy SEALs embark on a covert mission to recover a kidnapped CIA agent. I can already see the set pieces happening. There you go. Uh, and even stuff like uh, like you see the Predator
0: drone, you see the sniper mission, you see the stealth mission. Uh, I think there's a there's a chase... Involving technicals, chasing a Humvee or something. There might even be a snowmobile sequence. I don't know. Uh, But uh, it's totally... So here's... I'm going to confess something. Uh, In uh, Battlefield 3... if uh, When you kill someone, of course, it shows your little tag. They see on their screen, hey, you got killed by Tom Chick. And there's, yeah. there's your, your name, and you can, just like in, in Modern Warfare 3, where you make your tag and you put an emblem on it and a theme, um, you can do the same kind of thing in Battlefield 3, except there are two dog tags. And one dog tag, you can decide what goes on it based on achievements you've unlocked or your rank or what gun you're using most, that kind of thing. Okay. The, other, the other dog tag, the secondary dog tag, tag, for me at least, for a long time, remained blank. And it seems like one for for people who really grind some kind of achievement. And I've seen some really cool ones. And I think the idea is it's the back of the tag and somebody's, like, scratched little custom things into it. That's what it always looks like, like it's some little custom scratched emblem or something. Uh, However, if you have bought other EA games, like Mass Effect or, like, Battlefield Bad Company 2, you can use that on your secondary tag.
2: Yeah. Uh
0: so I had no desire to do that on the secondary tag. So my secondary tag was what? blank for the I don't want to I don't want to help them sell what? their games. They're doing fine. They don't oh, need fine. my help. Oh Jesus, no. Tom.
1: I know you had the sing star tag. We played together. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now I would for ironic value I would totally do that. Uh. <laughs> I think EA can sue you for libel if you don't put other things in your tag. Well, here's
0: what I did. I I finally took them up. Here's where I fell victim. And again, I feel as cheap admitting this as I feel about admitting I watch Modern Family (laughs) and that I play Modern Warfare 3. Somebody posted a link you can go to where if you watch a movie trailer and the movie trailer was for Acts of Valor. (laughs) Okay. At the end of the trailer, there's a code you can type into your Battlefield 3 account to unlock five custom dog tags for that little secondary tag spot. And by golly, I did that. I watched the extended movie trailer for Acts of Valor, and then I typed in the code, and I got these five little custom dog tags, and I used one that has a little rubber duck on it. It doesn't say, fortunately... I I'm a sucker for EA's marketing, and I watch this trailer. It doesn't say that they're just.
2: But people. everyone knows anyway.
0: Shut up! Do no, they don't? They probably, think, <laughs> they probably think that I got like a thousand kills or hit some dramatic milestone to get my little rubber duck tag. They don't know. <laughs> You're probably right though. That probably is uh, just cementing well, well, my place. Rubber duck-y is
2: the one that makes killing lots of fun. So there you go. Yeah, it, it was I, one of the, it was one of the, the least bad
0: tags. I mean, they were they were obviously B side.
1: Tags. Oh, it's like, uh, you know, I got some for pre-ordering Battlefield 3. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, there was one, um, you could go to this Alienware site, and you got, like, one for free. And that's. And then, of course, yeah, I had, like, Mass Effect and Bad Company 2 and all that crap. But, <laughs> not. gonna ooh, look at me. I purchased other EA games. Yeah.
0: Do you have your, uh, yeah. you're in Battlefield 3, aren't you, McMaster? Yeah. What's on your secondary tag?
1: I think it's these teeth like, that are gridded. Gritted teeth.
0: I know. I know. What it, are they like like sharp,
1: pointy teeth? I don't know. They just look kind of angry. How did you angry get? Where'd where you get that from? I'm pretty sure that was the alien wear one. Okay. You know they might still have those. It's probably not like the biggest thing on the internet.
0: No, I'm cool with my duck. I'm, I'm good. No,
1: no, you better get those teeth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, see what you're missing out on, Gary, by not playing these multiplayer shooters. Yeah
1: me yeah. having a sissy slap fight about our dog tags <laughs> i
2: don't know but for less than the cost of battlefield 3 and modern warfare 3 i can get that plot of land in project entropy ah, so very good point i gotta for to balance that. this
1: what kind of man ain't got no land exactly
0: <laughs> now uh gary what uh have you ever spent money on Xbox Live? You're on my friend's list, right? Aren't you guard dressed? Yes. Okay. Have you ever spent money on something on Xbox Live that is strictly cosmetic? I want you to fess up right now. Like an avatar thing or a little emblem or anything like that. I don't believe that I have, no. Are you lying?
2: No, I'm not lying.
0: Ah, I was sure I'd have you. All right, good. McMaster, have I- you ever done that? Have you ever bought an avatar outfit or anything like that?
1: No. I have a ton of them because of pre orders, but no.
2: You never paid gamer. <laughs> I so, have bought some little piddly things in Just Cause 2, which I guess the skull parachute is kind of cosmetic, although that was packaged with other materials.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, but and that's. that's gameplay. Gameplay. Yeah,
0: that was like a throw in with things that had gameplay. I, I got like,
2: those with the air cannon what? whatnot. Okay,
1: so. I'll give you one, Tom. I'll give you one. Back right. when the 360 first came out, I think I did buy a back- background. I think I bought like uh, one of the backgrounds. I don't remember what it was though.
0: So. Okay, good. Uh, Gary, you never do anything like that. You're going to stick
1: to your story.
2: Uh, actually, McMaster's story makes me want to back out too. I think I may have bought. I may have bought. I may have bought some theme when it was, the Xbox was new as well.
0: All right. Okay. Well, then in that case, I will then confess that I paid. I think it was like two bucks for the little uh, Big Daddy doll from uh, Bioshock Two. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, I right, would we'll so, say that's less shameful than a theme. I'll give you that. Well, because, yeah, Bioshock 2 is cool kids like that, unlike my Exactly.
2: 3. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to our post of the week. Uh, McMaster, what is your
1: Internet post of the week? Actually, you know, um, my post is in the Saints Row 3 thread, and it's by Meyer. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I will tell you why This is my post of the week uh, one, of our, one of the posters on Quarter 3 uh, Had been complaining about DLC nonstop in this thread just <laughs> And eventually Nijemeyer, Who actually has de- is one of the developers Working on Saints Row 3 Posted in the thread He says The 1999 DLC is a season pass For future DLC content More specifically It is for upcoming mission packs Those are not done I know that because I'm working on them right now, while others in the office not working on them are partying for release day. Some of the other DLC you've seen. There's a fact about games that is similar to movies that people often don't think about. The game is done in advance of the day it ships. In fact, it's done well in advance of that for a variety of reasons. Submissions to the first party, packaging it up, distributing it, marketing it. DLC, especially of the smaller microtransaction types you'll see in the DLC store in game, can be turned around very quickly and can get posted up for sale by the time the game releases. If you ask any programmer, designer, artist here, they will tell you that the game on disc is indeed the complete game. It is the game we scoped out, the game we had design docs for, the game we had on the schedule. Yes, there are pre order incentives, the ginky pack, and first purchase incentives, the online pass. Those are now standard practices in development. I won't defend them, nor will I slam on them. I defy you to find a major publisher not practicing that kind of thing these days. It's lunacy not to. When you tell me that the complete game currently costs you $75, I know you're dead wrong, because I'm still working on DLC right now, and the game is out. We didn't cut anything, we're still just working on stuff, because we think, and I do too, we have a lot of cool stuff we can still make that will add to the complete game, which is currently on shelves, and is the best project I've worked on to date. And I agree. You know, DLC doesn't mean that you have to cut something out of the game. That's the bonus of it. It means you can add something to a game. And it just, you know, and that's my post of the week. Yeah. Thank you.
2: And actually, uh, Jason uh, scooped what was going to be my primary pick for uh-huh. the, the week. So <laughs> I, I uh, had so that post sitting in a tab in my uh, desktop here. So. <laughs> yeah. so a couple things are going on in this thread.
0: This person, Rachel Brown, who was complaining about the DLC, Uh and, Jason, you said posting nonstop, and that's ridiculous. She, she posted. Okay. She was obviously being pretty strident about some things. She was upset about the, what she perceived as THQ's strategy was with DLC for Saints Row 3. And she's not the only person to say this. I've seen this in other places. Uh, TLC is being as mercenary as ever in terms. I mean, they're, they're in ways being very mercenary with their DLC strategies. Uh, for instance, what about co-op in the Space Marines uh, campaign, in that Space Marine shooter? Uh, that was not in the the release. That was something that they released like a month later. Uh, you could argue, I think, that, uh, that that game went out incomplete, and they decided to finish oh, sure. and add that feature as DLC. Uh, so it, it, TLC is not beyond TLC THQ is not beyond reproach in terms of DLC strategies uh, and I think if you look at all the announcements that uh, that THQ has made about their their DLC strategy for saints row three it 's entirely reasonable to be worried about this uh, now the problem with what Rachel Brown was saying she hadn't played the game uh, people were telling her uh, people who I think also i don 't know if they' played the game or not were telling her uh, you, you know you don't I, I don't even know why they were... I, there, there seemed like there was some kind of other baggage going on in that thread. I don't know. Uh, but I thought she had a valid complaint. Uh, I loved the fact that that, that that poster, who works for THQ, that he sat down and he very very reasonably explained what they were and weren't doing with the DLC. Um, and having played Saints Row 3, I don't feel like there's anything missing. I don't feel like any of the stuff that they're selling is is crucial or necessary. Uh, so I, I just think that, uh, the, the way DLC works these days is, uh, sort of an unfortunate business practice what EA does, what Capcom does, uh, how much they charge for map packs for, for Modern Warfare 3 and for, for, uh, the Halo games. I, I, think that stuff is d- d- very near reprehensible. Uh, and I, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't approve of a lot of the way DLC works. When you buy a game, it's no longer a complete package. You are buying a starter kit, and they're going to try to keep selling stuff to you uh, over the over the next year or so. Uh, and that's that's how games make their revenue these days. Uh, is you don't you don't just buy a game anymore. You you buy a, a, a subscription almost, or you, you're you're buying into a recurring charge. It, it seems. Uh, well,
2: it, it it seems to me that you know that that can be how it's implemented in bad things. But one of the things that made me pick this post as well as a possibility was that you know the developer came in, and part of the reason I liked it so much. One of the things going on with it is there was a uh, a fair amount of uh, <laughs> well, frankly, derpiness in the Saints Row Three thread, both before and after he posted there, and it was nice to see an adult come in and just very straightforwardly lay down the case that in saints rose three's case in his opinion uh that was not what was going on they weren't selling you a ongoing subscription they were selling a complete and good product at the start
0: right and i agree with that but i also agree i I mean I, i think that i encourage people to complain about dlc uh i i don't you know, what it's done to game development, uh, I don't approve of. What it's done to the business model, I don't approve of.
2: Oh, sure, right with you. And there's, there's some... I mean, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh,
1: there's a lot of positive to it as well, though, in the same way that you can say for expansion packs or games. I mean, you can't reasonably say that they should ship Gears of War 3 or something with, like, 20 multiplayer maps or, or whatever it is. If they, I mean, if they haven't done them. Now, of course, if they're just sitting there or whatever. But like, if it's like an ongoing expansion thing, I just don't, I don't see the big issue. I and I agree. I don't want to buy like Capcom's like seventy five cents for something stupid packs. You know, <laughs> but like, but that's kind of like your option. And I, I think a lot of the stuff that people add as DLC as well is like multiplayer content. So it's it's not like it's a necessary for the game experience.
2: Yeah, a lot of the DLC that I see is not really affecting me. So.
1: Well, it's what, very yeah.
2: multiplayer focused, and I do understand people being a little bit concerned because when Saints Row Three was still in pre-release months and months ago, there was some rather troubling statements going on about their DLC plans, mm-hmm. and I think that stuck with a lot of people.
0: Doesn't their DLC include cheat codes? By the way, like aren't they just like Capcom for Dead Rising? Isn't one of their DLC packs? Yeah,
1: I think it codes? is. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I don't, I don't, you, I can't defend that. I think that's absurd. Well, I think uh, that's no. stupid yeah, that, that is. Kind of weird. I mean.
1: But she, but the whole point that she's complaining about is that it's going to cost her a lot of money. She doesn't have to buy the cheat code pack. You don't have to buy the Professor geeky pack. Right. Of course not.
0: But to her point, though, was if I want the complete experience, if I want to buy everything, you know, she, I presume, is someone who's been been gaming for a while like me. If you want to buy everything, you know, if you want the complete package of a game and who... buys a game doesn't want that, you're no longer paying $50, you are now paying $50 and then $10 next month and $10 the month after and $10 the month after. Uh, And I think that's a valid complaint and I I think she was unfairly treated for making that, that complaint. Uh, I, for instance, this uh, the Battlefield Three just came out. This uh, what is it? it Return to Carcan stuff. I am so psyched for these new maps and their additional content. Like, why wasn't that stuff in there? I mean, that that seems like a you know. I, I feel like Battlefield Three is a great game, but I feel like there really aren't that many maps in there, uh, and that, that's just but that's just a bummer.
2: I think I, part of it is also just uh, kind of people treat DLC as like a a new and terrible development but i think we're all old, old i'm old i'm an old enough gamer that i remember such things like uh old origin games had speech packs
0: but yeah, of course that was the exception to the rule i mean that was exceptional and that was weird when they did that and people complained about it uh oh, but yeah. you're, that that was people you know publishers have flirted with this for a while publishers don't want to just sell you one game they want to get you hooked on Y- you know, a series of stuff. They want to keep rolling out content and getting oh, you to pay for it. it. Uh, and yeah, those speech packs, EA did that way back when. Um, yeah, oh,
1: actually, that wasn't EA. That was
0: um,
1: Origin. Whatever the hell, Origin. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know what? It's um, because of EA's stupid service. Their online thing now is
2: called Origin. Is what I keep thinking. Yeah, of. that is a shame. Right. Um, yeah.
1: No, but the, I don't know. There have been expansion packs for a long time. I mean, there's been there's been add-ons for a long time.
0: But I'm trying to think, so what publishers don't do this?
1: Stardock. Does Stardock have DLC? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Um, Well, you know, I mean, I think it's a little silly that they have all this crap that is like day zero. Like, I, I don't really... Yeah, I never liked all the, like, ridiculous GameStop exclusive crap. Right. But... I mean, other than that, I really honestly don't see it any different.
2: Now, hating on pre-order exclusives, that I can get behind 100%. Yeah, I really do hate that,
1: actually, because I'll never spend another dollar.
2: Buy it from this retailer and get this little widget, but buy it from this other retailer and get this other little widget. (laughs) I I will be anyone second in that fight. Uh, Did you get – well, we'll get to this in Games of the Week in a minute. So, So, all right, anyway, so, okay, so
0: Post of the Week, you guys both would have picked – what, what's the poster's name? It's one of those words I've seen and I've never Nijemeyer. Seen. Nijemeyer. And he's a he's a he's either at volition or THQ. They're technically the same thing now. Uh, I do have an understudy for post of the week, though. So. All right, so what
2: now that McMaster has scooped you, what is your <laughs> post of the week, Gary? My my understudy is a Firmly in the silly care category, it mm-hmm. was something Repo Man posted in the Everything Else forum recently mm-hmm. about an impending solar flare will release dramatic solar, will release dramatic cellular change. Oh no! It's, this is something he found on some website called PreventDisease.com. Oh, wow. And the, the excerpt goes, it's starting up uh, talking about a solar flare towering over the sun's southeastern horizon as captured above by NASA's Solar Dynamic Observatory are walls of plasma and filaments of magnetism. You can clearly see a dark filament of magnetism that is snaking more than halfway across. The entire sun from end to end stretches more than a million kilometers or about three times the distance between Earth and the Moon. It goes on like that for a while, and then it suddenly changes gears into we are being changed physically from carbon-based beings with two strands of DNA into crystalline beings with 1,024 strands of DNA. Eventually, because only crystalline substances can exist in higher dimensional levels. It is not just we humans who are changing when all life forms on earth are becoming crystalline all the fish in the sea the flowers and the trees in your garden the birds in the sky even your pet dog or cat everything is changing nothing will die or be destroyed for we're all moving together into a new state of being all caps this new state of being requires that we are physically mentally and emotionally let go of third dimensional concepts and goes on in that vein for a while now will this affect my ability to finish skyrim Probably so, although Skyrim itself will probably also move into a fourth-dimensional state, I would assume.
0: All right. Yeah, as long as I can bring my saved game with me. I don't want to have to start over once I become a fourth-dimensional
2: being. And it does say that the transformation from a 3D to 4D, from being a 3D person to being a 4D person, will be a smooth, seamless, painless process. Although seamless isn't quotes, so that may be troubling.
1: (laughs) We may have seamless.
0: Well, uh, thanks to Repo Man for digging up that, uh, that important news story. We'll,
2: we'll
1: keep an eye on further developments there.
2: Yeah, that uh, should happen by 2014, it says, so keep, that, keep an eye out. All right. So now, Maybe
1: we'll see Fallout 4 and maybe we won't.
2: Exactly. Yeah. All we right. may not get to the next console generation. Who knows?
1: <laughs> uh, well,
0: speaking of next console generation, let's talk this console generation, Games of the Week. Uh, who's going to go first? Jason L. McMaster.
1: Hmm, who of you would win at a knife fight? Mm,
0: that's a good question.
1: Pogo is not here, so we can't really tell officially, but I'll do the best I can.
0: At the knife fighting or at Games of the Week? Knife fighting. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think I would do very well at a knife fight. Gary, how would you do in a knife fight?
2: Uh, I've never tried, so I don't know. I, I, do carry a, I do carry a small knife on my keychain. Do you have a knife with you at all times? Oh that gives you a lead right there. That There gives... you go. I got the edge. Yeah, I don't have... Uh... It's a small knife. I couldn't do much damage with it, but I could kind of saw at you a little bit, I guess. So, McMaster, if we're just all out
0: hanging out somewhere and Gary comes at you with a knife, what are you going to have to go up against that? Anything?
1: Um, I would probably hit him with a side pseudo of some sort. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Not much can stand against that.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Side suit. Up. All um,
0: right. Well, McMaster, as, as the triumphant contestant in the knife fight, <laughs> why don't you lead us off with your game of the week?
1: All right. Um, you know, it's actually a really hard choice for me because uh, I wasn't expecting <laughs> to like Saints Row 3 as much as I do. <laughs> but, uh, I'll have to go with Skyrim. Wait a minute. What, why?
0: You... <laughs> so it's a hard choice, and you were surprised at how much you liked Saints Row 3, but you're going to not pick it anyway?
1: Right, right. That was the only one that gave me any pause.
0: It wasn't going to be Super Mario Land 3D? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> it wasn't going to be the new Halo. And is, I haven't even picked up Assassin's Creed yet. Uh,
0: what is this Skyrim thing, then, for, for, uh, for those of us who may not know much about it?
1: There's this place in Maryland called Bethesda. <laughs> and there's a company there also called Bethesda. And, uh, it's so not make original. these. Yeah, I know. Jerks. They make these uh, little role-playing games um that are really huge right actually so uh, so yeah. let's go, go around the room real quick and
0: everyone say what level you are in Skyrim also, uh, what do you want whoa whoa all right uh, Gary what level are you in Skyrim uh 24.
1: Oh, second, <laughs> McMaster. Yeah, I think Sarah. Sarah's got like twenty-seven or eight now, but whatever.
0: You can't always be coasting on your wife's video gaming performance, McMaster. You're going yeah. to have Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm level four, so there. If this was golf, I would have uh, totally triumphed.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. You would have been four over instead of yeah twenty over, and twenty over sucks. I,
2: I know you want us to be careful about spoilers here, but I don't believe Skyrim has a golf course in it.
0: Uh you know uh, what? There were horses though. Uh there was an RPG called Dark Cloud that did have Oh yes. A, it had golf in it. Every dungeon was also a, a golf course. I think they Dark Cloud it, 2. As well. <laughs> yeah, I think they called it Spathy or it had some name. It was a sport where you would have to whack a ball through the dungeons and get it. It was like each dungeon was also a mini golf course. Yeah. Uh, you that know what, was I'm gonna, a great freaking game. Interesting. I might pick that for my game. <laughs> Dark Cloud 2. Alright, so your little Skyrim thing
1: is your pick. What why why would you pick that? Um You know, it's one of those games that no matter what you do, something weird happens or something just draws you in. It's like one of the few games where I could sit down and play and it's four hours later. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everything leads to something else. Everything and also just, like, crazy things happen in every Bethesda game, which is my one of my favorite things about them, is that if you have that many moving parts, some of them are going to get out of whack, and that's when it gets hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, of course, the, the crazy, like, Fallout 3 stuff with all the vats and everything. And I've seen a, you know, like, I've been wandering through the woods in Skyrim and uh, just seen, like, an all-out Royal Rumble. Basically, it was like three necromancers versus a bunch of bandits. I think a bear was involved. Um, you know, just things like that are always just really hilarious to me. But the game itself is um it's very intriguing. You can do just about anything you want, and it's really wide open. Um, I mean, you, you've played it, what, to level four? So, you know, you've experienced it, right? <laughs> Well, I, the, the early going in, in
0: the Bethesda RPGs, um, I, I think it really does take a while before you can really appreciate what they're doing, and I have not reached the yeah. I appreciate what they're doing point yet. I'm in the early, oh, God, i got to level up, and I've got to pay attention to all these people who are going to talk and tell me backstory, and uh,
1: so uh, there's yeah, a lot of talking like, at you. Yes. That's the only problem I think I have with this iteration as compared to like all of the others that... Is that, you know, in Fallout 3 and in New Vegas and in Oblivion, there was a dead cutoff point where you could affect all of your stats and change everything about your character. And I loved saving it right before that. So that if I wanted to make a new character, I could just jump to that point and not have to listen to Patrick Stewart bemoan his fate or whatever. Yep. The hell, or all the Liam Neeson crap in the beginning of Fallout 3. Now, however, the intro of Skyrim is not as boring as those two. So eh, you know, one or the other.
2: Still not something you want to do repeatedly though.
1: No, that's like that's like my really my 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 biggest complaint. That and the voice acting.
2: It it wouldn't be so bad if, you know, the cart ride was skippable or something like that, but
1: Yeah, I'm tired of hearing that thief talk about like, oh no (laughs) not (laughs) even supposed to be here today. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I love seeing him run off and get shot in the back. How yeah, about those over. authentic accents, too? That was a. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you know, some of them are fine, and then you hear somebody like, what's wrong? Do you not know where you're at, silly man? Like, what the hell is this? I, I really just That's just
0: part go. of the Nord culture. That's oh, what yeah. I like about it. I mean, it does reinforce for me this idea that I'm not from here, and everybody talks funny. I this like that. Everybody
1: talk talks like here. an asshole. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> they, speak, they speak English with a jerk accent. I just don't understand like that whole thing. But
2: Well, I, I, I think say, uh, Skyrim
1: is known as the nation of jerks in Tamriel. Well, I think that was it, yeah. Uh, I, I I will say though that like uh, I really really once you get past that first part though it is pretty easy to get lost and it's so much more organic feeling than any of the other Bethesda games I've played. I,
2: I'm I'm liking it a lot more than Oblivion.
1: Oh yeah, God, this is so much better than Oblivion. <laughs> it's it's disturbing. Uh, like like Oblivion, they, it just still had that weird plastic sheen feel to it. That oh yeah, I think Skyrim just like complete not completely but comes a lot closer to getting red on. Yeah, it's not nearly as lifeless. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I mean, a lot of that has to do with, like, the characters and the animations and everything. Thank God they don't look, like, dead inside anymore. Um, (laughs) That helps.
0: uh, Let uh, me ask you guys, without without spoiling anything, uh, how did you approach the game did you did you jump in and follow the main quest line did you jump off at some point and and uh go off into another corner uh are you doing a little of both without getting into spoilers uh how are you how are you charging through the content uh gary why don't you start off
1: uh
2: i'm doing a little bit of both uh one thing i've come to the conclusion playing along uh, again trying to avoid spoilers but unlike previous elder scrolls games they're There is more rewarding incentive to stick with the main quest line, at least to begin with.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I
0: play, it turns out that uh, I'm Dragonborn. I don't know if that happened to you guys, but I totally got some awesome advantage.
1: Oh, wow, man, that's lucky.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't know if I just got a great loot
2: drop roll or something, but yeah, so... Just you did the you me. did the starting cart ride dozens of times to get that to happen, didn't you?
0: <laughs> no, it happened my first time. I wasn't, like, what? rolling a game waiting to get It's not like when you're rolling your strike well, and you want to get the 18 slash percentage. No, first time, my dude was dragonborn, so I got lucky, I guess. You used mm. the hex
1: editor. <laughs> yeah, you totally did. You changed also, that F to a D. <laughs>
0: let, me, let me just put this out there in case you guys need help. If anybody needs any skeever tails, I'm, I'm oh, flush with few. Oh, I got plenty. So I. That's I, like the one okay. thing
1: I don't loot. <laughs> uh, uh, skeever tail creeps me. out.
0: Oh, no, I'm sure you just wait until you get to the skeever tail vendor. He's going to yeah. sell you like all kinds of stuff for skeever tails. Like you're going to get some special like. It's sort of like like PvP badges in World of Warcraft or something like that. Like skeever tails, I'm sure at some point is going to pay off that I'm hoarding these.
1: Oh yeah, they're yeah, the all, ultimate all those weapon. Games. Yeah, yeah. That's like when I was hanging on to like, uh, books and Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. You know, so oh sometime I'm gonna find somebody that wants all these books. In the post apocalypse, yeah, you'll run into like yeah. Bert and
0: Meredith and his glasses will not be destroyed in the apocalypse and he will want those books to read. Yeah, I'll glasses. Um, um do you guys read the books in uh in Skyrim? Uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. I, I start skimming rapidly. If I rapidly. have to.
1: So it,
0: McMaster's vocalization there is exactly my reaction when I come to a book. <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's like nothing personal, guys, but I don't want to read a book in the video game i there, there is a
2: lot of text. I'd be reading a lot about. of text.
0: Right, so, Gary, you said you're doing some back and forth, but unlike the previous games, you felt like it really rewards you to stick
2: with the story quest. Uh, yeah, the, the main they, quest is actually inter- interested me to a certain point point. Mm -hmm. At Uh, which point uh, it kind of lost my interest and now I'm just doing side stuff.
0: mm. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I'll be... I would normally want to know what that point is but since I'm not there yet, I don't want it spoiled. Uh, But McMaster, what are you doing? Are you following the main quest or are you just doing your own thing?
1: I have a hard time not following the main quest Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, I also kind of feel that the the, the Bethesda games have like a number of main quests. Oh, yeah. I kind of count the guilds as main quest as well. So like, uh, you know, I'll do some main quest stuff, like the, the main story. Then I'll do some guild stuff, and then I'll just go wandering because this game is entertaining to wander in. And um, yeah, no, I, the biggest thing uh, that I that I've found about like the main quest is uh, here's a big. I'm just kidding. No spoilers. Oh, you, you uh, <laughs> uh, did you? Okay, you you have to choose sides. Which I think is not much of a spoiler if you've played the beginning of the game. So you know, uh, did you choose sides,
2: Gary? Uh, you
0: have to choose either, because I've assumed you could just not choose a side.
2: It uh, well, it points you at a side, but you can get into either side. I'm pretty sure. I have not chosen yeah. a side yet. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I, they're I, they're
1: quest for both sides basically. So right. once I, you choose I have, one, the others are gone though. So
2: I have a map marker of my choosing. Get to either one. Should I ever? choose to employ either one. Now, here's a
0: question I have. Uh, did Oblivion, like, like uh, early on in in Skyrim, if you got the map of uh, Skyrimia or whatever it's called, uh, and there's a, there's an icon for the different big cities, <laughs> uh, and each city has like its own icon, you can't fast travel there, but you can talk to a dude who's got a, a, a wagon.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: correct. Say, hey, I want to go to this city. So uh, what I did early on um, I, don't, I don't think this will be a spoiler for you guys, but uh, I wanted to be a, a magic user. was so going to be a wizard. So oh, what yeah. I did early on, as I said to the dude, hey, take me to
1: the wizard city, uh, yep. and I'm going to go to wizard school. Uh, I really like that city, by the way. That's a really cool freaking city.
0: So I just left the main quest, and it let me go to the upper right-hand corner of the map, which is like Timbuktu. 2 It's totally removed from anywhere else, uh, and basically just circumventing uh, what I seem to recall, you had to do in Fallout and Oblivion games, we have to walk someplace before you can fast travel to it. Uh, is that
2: new? Uh, ability
1: to just that, thats inst- new, yeah.
2: Okay. In Oblivion, couldn't you just fast travel to anywhere immediately? Or yeah, is that yeah, not the case?
1: Discover it first.
2: Okay, I don't remember it very well clearly.
1: Um, yeah, the the funny thing about that place you're talking about, Tom, it is up in the northeast part of the map. It's like. I, I haven't done any of the fast travel like pony ride things or anything. I actually just kind of walked the whole way. And that was one of like my favorite, I think, of all the places I've walked to.
0: Well, I will say one of the things that I realized once I got up there is um, because when you pay the guy to to have him drive you in his wagon, it just deposits you there in the city. There's a loading screen and then you're there.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, it doesn't give you like the GTA ride through?
0: It doesn't, and what that deprives you of is, I think, for a lot of the locations in the game, you know, any good world designer or level designer will will make a, a, a reveal for a place. Like you'll come over oh, yeah. a hill, or you'll come through yeah. the trees, and and it introduces a visual introduction to where you're going. And I feel like I was deprived of that for. Uh, it's called Winterhold, is the the city. Yep, yeah. I, I feel like I was deprived of whatever reveal they did, and I've since left Winterhold and come back. So I've decided, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I want to be able to. To, to come to the city and yeah. see it rather than just be dropped off sure. and love it
1: that was it for me too big time like you know and that's like I was saying it's like my favorite because I, I just wanted to see what was up there you right. know so I started walking and uh, I got out on like all these ice flows. you know <laughs> and then there comes this like r- ridiculous blizzard and then it like cleared up for a moment and there's all this awesome Aurora borealis and then I see that you know the city off in the distance. That well, was pretty, I, be- just, I just role-played it and pretend that my character slept through the wagon ride. Well, that makes sense. So that worked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's immersive. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really, really like this game. Also, it, it might be just me, or uh, it seems a lot bigger than Oblivion 2, like, land-wise.
2: Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, part of I. it is, a, it wouldn't surprise me if they're the same general size, is just that uh, Skyrim has a lot more interesting landscape than Oblivion did.
1: Yeah, because Oblivion's just like a giant valley. Yeah, it's just such like
2: a, a giant forested bowl. I mean, it's yeah, kind of like uh, Nebraska. Nebraska's, you know... <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so Oblivion is, flat, is like the Nebraska boring. of Tamriel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then just... what state
0: would Skyrim be, McMaster?
1: Oh, jeez. Maine? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Washington State?
0: Overrun with Vikings Rhode Island
1: (laughs) Rhode Island, New Jersey (laughs) I I Uh,
0: I will say and maybe it's just because it's early and I haven't gotten a handle on it but as a character who's wanting to do a lot of magic stuff, I am hating the the interface like the way that you have to equip different spells and like i've got so many different spells i'd like to use and i've been focusing on increasing my magicka so i can cast a variety of spells you know so i can give myself armor and then a magically summon battle axe and then call my ghost dog in and then use a defensive Forest ward paper? Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest. Yeah, summon Forest Whitaker. <laughs> well, that was a that was a, a pre order bonus for getting it at GameStop. <laughs> for getting it at Suncoast. Yeah, yeah. but uh, all of these things like it 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 is such a huge pain, and maybe it'll become more fluid. But I really feel like it's not wanting me to do that. Like it's wanting me to pick one spell in each hand and stick to it. Like I think of how well like Bioshock worked with yep. the different wheel for your gun and for your plasmids, and it, it was really easy without breaking the flow of the game to switch yeah. things up. And that's not happening here, and it's driving me a little bonkers, and I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't have been uh, a wizard.
1: They have those favorites. Are you playing on 360
0: or Favorites is a 360. Favorites is just another list, though. Like I can either call up a list, those little side lists, or I can call up the favorites. It's just one long list. Mm -hmm. Uh, And either way...
1: you can like hit the button to bring it up quick on the screen, though. You don't have to go like another menu and everything.
2: Well, I, part of the problem is you bring up the favorites or just the full list. Either way, it slow it throws everything in pause mode, oh, you got to scroll through the list, and yeah. it is a clumsy UI, no doubt about it. And
0: I'd also like to, you know, once I get my spells off, maybe then go to a shield and an axe. And that's just something else I've got to add in, and I just, I, I don't know. You know what, I haven't, I would normally read the manual and think surely there's a better way to do this. I haven't done that yet. Maybe there is a better way, but
2: uh, it sounds like not. I don't
1: think there is, no.
2: All right. <laughs> and the, the issue I've especially been having on the PC version is just, you, you can assign number keys to quick swap between things for your favorites? Oh, I want that, I want that mm. yeah. Ma, I, Ma, Hold up there because uh, t- <laughs> it seems to get easily confused about what fa- what things are going to what hand, which is oh. really bothersome sometimes, like all of a sudden you're, I'm putting my sword away to put a light spell in my hand and you know I don't want to do that right then uh, I want those yeah.
0: keys though I want. Uh, I should be playing on the PC now, Gary thanks, thanks for making me hate the
2: 360 version
0: <laughs> uh so you just assign a number key to an item
2: yeah you have to have it in your favorites then you can just put a number key on it but it seems kind of semi-random as to what hand it actually pulls it up in there's got to be yeah. some sort of method to that like I, uh, there could know. be yeah uh all
1: well, right actually, so uh you're I really on th- like the th- oh, stuff.
0: no no so uh, you're you're on the uh, pc gary mcmaster you're on the 360 right
1: yeah okay. i really like i've played both versions um And it feels better on the 360 because the PC interface is really clunky. Mm -hmm. Uh, It makes no sense. Like, I don't know why they designed it that way. Like, you can't click on anything in the menu. You have to use the movement keys.
2: Oh, I hate that. Oh, it's weird, right? Yeah, it makes no sense. You can click on things sometimes, but it seems to lose track of where the mouse pointer is pointing. Which I have repeated many things in conversations multiple times because it apparently loses track of where I'm trying to
1: click. Yeah, it does. Yeah,
2: you know, having played—I uh, don't want to scoop
0: anybody's pick here—but having played Saints Row Three on the PC and the 360, I would just have so little tolerance for that at this point because Saints Row Three is such a good, like it's such a good, solid PC version of that uh, without any interface shenanigans, too. Um, uh, when you play on the the PC, Gary, you're not using a 360 controller. Uh,
2: it- it recognizes the 360 uh, gamepad natively, but uh, I had ended up using just mouse and keyboard because I didn't want to plug it in every time. Right,
0: right. Uh, okay, so what kind of... Uh, so you guys know I'm being a, a little magic user. Uh, what kind of character builds
2: do you guys got going, Gary? What, what do you What are you playing? Uh, my guy is a conjuration heavy person who also uses a bit of swords. What race? Let me guess. You're one of those tiger people, yeah? He is a Breton. Hey, that's what I'm doing. Quit
0: stealing my character build. And mine's also Conjuration. Gary, you jerk.
1: God, uh, Gary's you not know, a much
2: higher level than you, too.
0: I know, that's a yeah, key. So pretty- <laughs> <God. laughs> Nobody's going to let me be in the party because they're all going to be like, oh, Gary's already the high-level Conjurer Britain. We don't need yeah, you. I can't you wait can- for that co-op patch they're releasing next month. <laughs> <of> <laughs> Your ghost dog can bring coffee. That's fine. <laughs> Well, you guys aren't getting your hands on any of my skeever tales then, so. Uh, McMaster, what character build are you playing?
1: I always play my super weird character build, which is a Nord stealth uh, ranger assassin.
0: How are you finding the stealthy, thieving, sneaking, lockpicking stuff to be?
1: Um, lockpicking, uh, it's pretty similar to the same It's early. the same
0: as, the, as Oblivion, isn't it? It's no different, is yeah, it? No, yeah,
1: no, it's not really. But it's,
0: as far as, like, oh, it's not, this, the lockpicking isn't the same?
1: It's uh, it like Fallout Three now.
0: Oh, you know what? That's what I guess I'm thinking of because I know yeah, I've, I've I done that you. thing before where I move the pick and then the key. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's Fallout. Yeah, what was Oblivion?s It was weird. Actually, I never knew because oh,
0: was Oblivion?s Wasn't Oblivion?s out. Like you you move the tumblers.
1: Yeah, that's what that was. It you mm. had to hit the button in time with the tumblers. This oh God,
0: weird. that's right. Like t- I can hear the sound in my head. Yeah, it was wh- going
1: kink when you hit it wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, the main God. thing I remember about Oblivion was their speechcraft system. I so kind of missed that. Very I, silly that was.
0: It was silly, but I missed the gaminess of talking to someone, like that whole concept. You
2: know what? Maybe I don't miss it, come to think of it. Uh, in theory, I miss it. In practice... I, I was don't. amused by how you would shift between, like, yelling insults at someone and then promptly flattering them, depending on where their pie charts fell.
1: Well, yeah, I, I hate that freaking system. I hate <laughs> it. Oh, every damn game that's been used in. Like, that first Mass <laughs> Effect system and all that. Oh
0: well uh, there was a there was a, a game called an MMO which was widely reviled called Vanguard, and Vanguard had a card game that you would play it was the diplomacy system, and you would play basically a collectible card game against someone when you wanted to do like convince them of something like it was it was the speechcraft uh, and in theory, I love that kind of gameplay system that where you 're not just making a role. Uh, where where talking to someone is a system like combat, like stealth, uh, like magic. The same with you know talking to people is your your social skill. I love gameplay systems there, and I appreciated what they were trying to do with speechcraft, even though I agree it was silly. Uh, but I I kind of miss that there's no substitute for that here. I think maybe I you know maybe it's just I'm looking back with rosy colored glasses at that thing. Um, you know
1: it, what's really so funny to me about Skyrim is that how Easily, I, I can throw away Fallout and all those, and, like, the UIs before it and go, to hell with you bastards, no matter, like, how much time I spend on them, because Skyrim's is, for the most part, like, the game system itself is better. It just feels better. It's so less convoluted. Uh,
0: all right, so a uh, Nord, stealth. sneaky, stealthy <laughs> assassin dude. All right. Uh, yeah,
1: um and when you uh wait, spoilers, there's a Thieves Guild. If you ever ever go to the Thieves Guild, the Guild Master has is one of the worst voiceovers in the history of voiceovers. He's, <laughs> Do you he's know not, not, have you talked to him? Yeah, I
2: I'm pretty deep into these <laughs> my last play.
1: <laughs> he's like rah, rah, at all times. I mean he's like he, is he he a totally pirate? Has, No, he just like he has he has no inflection. He's like, "I hate you." You know, it's just like he uh, it sounds like he's trying to be Wolverine except shouting at the same time. Ah, uh, uh, god, it drives me nuts. Maybe you shouldn't have been a Thief McMaster. No, oh, I took care of him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh McMaster will I have I have a proposition for you. Will you be my house carl?
1: Oh, I don't know. That means you're a Thane? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'll ah, just make anybody a Thane now. Ah, yeah, you guys didn't get
0: that either, huh? Well, I have a house Yeah, I have a house, gotta,
1: yeah, yeah, have a house
0: <laughs> No, don't pretend. You guys are just saying that now because I have one. I'm Dragonborn, I'm a Thane, um, and I have a house car. What
2: about you know, that? And I'm only fourth level. Wait till I get to what level you guys are. I don't have all kinds I stuff. have a house Lydia,
1: but you know. <laughs> One thing I'll say about this game too is that you, know, and I, you guys probably haven't seen this yet. And not trying to spoil anything, not going to throw any bad spoilers out there. But right. I, there's a lot of like I've seen a bunch of like mass combat as compared to Oblivion and Fallout, like a bunch of people fighting.
2: Huh. I've not seen anything like that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird.
2: I saw a guard fighting two bandits. That's
1: oh that's, my god! Yeah, how about that? It was crazy. It was it was happening one, one night while riding along, and I haven't talked to anybody seen this yet. So I think this is just one of those random encounters. Uh, I ran into the headless horseman. Have you have you guys seen the headless horseman? I have not. No, it was the damnedest thing. <laughs> Sounds like it.
0: When you have that first encounter with the dragon, uh, is that calculated to happen at nighttime, or did I just happen to enjoy that at night? I think it
1: was... No, it was daytime for me. Okay. Yeah, it was day for me, I think. Uh,
0: that's too bad, because I really liked the lighting during that. Like, when the dragon would breathe fire and stuff, uh, it, it really looked pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right, well, I guess you guys aren't having as much fun as I am, then.
1: I guess not. You, you and your house, <laughs> yeah Yeah.
0: Me and yes. my house, Carl, and me being dragonborn and everything. And that's
1: uh... yeah, a moral victory. Oh. <laughs> by the way, uh, I think so far the best use of a shout that I've had was uh, was the. Uh... <laughs> well, there's been a couple. <laughs> One time I was over, like I was uh, like listening to a dragon conversation, like in secret while sneaking, and I shouted by hitting the button on accident. So I'm like, oh, I gotta be quiet <laughs> at these guys. and then- <laughs> I I sneezed. Yeah, oh, um but my my favorite was uh, I was walking around this cliff, and uh, a cave bear just rushes out at me, had no idea he was there, and I hit my shout button and it like bounced him down the entire mountain. I eventually saw him like just kind of disappear that's mean, was, uh,
0: that's really mean, poor
1: guy, oh, yeah, oh poor guy, my ass <laughs> I trying to chew my face off. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's, it's not my best use of shouts, but still my most, uh, I, this will stop amusing me someday, but it hasn't happened yet. And it started pretty much immediately after I, you, you, get that first shout when you fight the dragon and I know Tom's there cause he's got a house Carl and everything. That's, <laughs> and, uh, you, you get that first shout that knocks things around and I would just run around like the Jarl's, uh, uh, long haul and shout all the plates and dishes and things off his table's. <laughs> and occasionally the guards around. And say, Please stop doing that. Wait a minute. Oh, can can you shout more than once a day? Yeah. Oh yeah, it recharges pretty
1: fast. Yeah, oh, like every few seconds, yeah.
0: Because that because um, that's originally mapped to your once a day ability thing, or that button is, and then you put your shout in there. And so I was assuming oh, the it's shout just was like, like your the ability. power
1: button. Yeah, it's like all yeah. power. Oh,
0: you can. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know I could shout so often. I'm going to have to do some more shouting.
1: I think to... you can also bind spells to, like to that too. To the bumper? But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well there's think...
2: a there's a few different things that you can pick up that like, you can map no, to I... that. All right. Good uh, to know.
1: You know the <laughs> yeah that uh yeah no it's it's just a really great game.
0: So you sure you don't want to reconsider McMaster Skyrim game of the week not uh, Super Mario Land 3D.
1: <laughs> I am.
0: You don't have oh. a pinball FX table, too, that you're really digging that you would rather choose for Game of the Week. No, no. All right.
1: Oh, wait. You know, one last thing. Another yeah. fun fun guard thing. You just reminded me of this, Gary. Uh, I had just killed a dragon, and it's laying there, and I did it in front of a town, and there's tons of guards around. And I go to loot it, and I take all the stuff off of it, and I can't move, so I have to drop some stuff. So I throw a couple of weapons on the ground, and the guard comes up and is like, Hey! don't do that again <laughs> That's hurt somebody and I was just like you know Sorry. Sorry, so yeah oh <laughs> uh, yes
0: those guards are a little wacky
1: yeah they, they really are
0: uh, as soon as I came out of being proclaimed dragonborn one of the guards is like, whoa, you're Dragonborn, that's awesome. Uh, that that, was, that wasn't the exact line, but it was something like that, and then you can press A to talk to him again, so I'm like, hey, this yeah. guy's into me, I might as well, you know, I'll stand here and take a few compliments. So he's awed that I am Dragonborn, so I hit A again, and he goes, and I, I'm going to get, I got, I'm writing the line down, he goes, let me guess, someone stole your sweet roll. <laughs> was
1: and he calling like, you a fat boy? I don't know.
0: Whatever was going on, he just. (laughs) That guy turned on me on a dime. At first, he's all into me being Dragonborn, and then he's making fun of me. That guy was a jerk.
2: He had you pegged as someone missing a sweet roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's really hurtful. I I told that Well, you know, there's a lot of sweet roll theft in Skyrim. (laughs) Guard's just tired of hearing about it.
0: All right, well, uh. Gary, we're going to save you for last. So All right, I'm going to go ahead and do my game of the week now. It's the one McMaster didn't pick. Uh, well, what? What's that?
1: Good, I was hoping.
0: Oh, good, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it is Fusion Genesis. A little yes. of- <laughs> no. no, it is of course Saints Row Three, which uh, I'm so in love with, and uh, I just can't get enough of this silly thing. Even though I've, you know, I finished the storyline. Um, so now I'm going around doing one of the things you have in the game is your Saints book. There's nothing really new in there, but it's where they put these car theft missions, Mm -hmm. which are basically a job, go get this car, bring it to this spot. As soon as you pick up the car, cops will chase you. So a little action sequence unfolds. You got to get the car to the the Chop Shop. There are assassination missions where you you do little special preconditions to basically spawn a character, and then you have to kill that character. And there are challenges, and these are just like achievements, kind of. So I'm going through, working on all of these. Each of the neighborhoods in Saints Row 3 uh, has a different activity or something that you do to take it over. So I'm also going around the city and just conquering pieces of it. And all this is left over after all the main story stuff. Uh, so even though I've easily dropped over 30 hours into this thing, I'm still really digging it. Uh, still a lot of stuff to spend my money on, which I'm surprised at as well. Uh, like they, They've calculated the money sinks very well in this.
1: I was so close to just dropping into your game last night that I really wanted to try out the campaign first a bit.
0: Uh, One thing I would kind of warn you about, uh, like, I'm super sensitive about spoilers more so than most people. If you Mm -hmm. join the game of someone who has beat the storyline, things in the city will have changed.
1: Well, I've already, you know... Weirdly enough, I played a ton yesterday, like a lot more than I thought I had. Like, I ended up playing like 20% of the game.
0: Right, but what I'm saying, McMaster, is if you join someone else's game who's oh, yeah, gotten farther than you, further than you you might see something in their cool. instance of the city that could be construed a spoiler, I just want to say.
1: It's uh, like that part with um, uh, in Bad Lieutenant where, uh, <laughs> I can't wait where to Harvey Keitel's uh, dancing around <laughs> naked on crack and crying. You can't unsee that. So okay. You just can't unsee that. Sorry. No that's
2: not question. a Saints Row 3 spoiler, is it?
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> that happened, no right? that's a life spoiler.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but, um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just, I, I, this is one of these things that I'm not going to be able to put down for a, a long, long time. Uh, I've, I agree. yeah. Uh, so, Gary, you uh, said you are only, so, As far as where McMaster and I are in Saints Row Three, we're the equivalent of what you and McMaster were in Skyrim, and you're the equivalent of what I was in Skyrim. So you're the little junior third level character. Right. I don't even have a house Carl. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Saints Row Three has the equivalent of house Carls. You know, you've got something. Well, you know, you can call
1: call them hot Carls. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It was appropriate.
0: Uh, They're your homies. You can call your homies. Oh, oh, right. uh, And and they come. And I I even want to say, like, there's one. ah, There's one. So one of the cool things that they do in Saints Row Three is you will do a mission, and then when you get to the end of the mission, you you pick one of two things, and they're mutually exclusive. uh, Just like a very simple uh, choice might be. You know, choose resolution A to get extra experience points uh, after every mission, or choose resolution B to get extra cash after every mission. And in, and, that effect, and in that effect, that will be in effect for the rest of the game. And that's a very simple, basic one, but they do several of these throughout the game. There's one of these late in the game, and I so want to tell you guys what the two choices are, because they are both so incredibly awesome, and it hurt my heart. To only get one of them. But I'm not gonna tell you because it would be a spoiler. And it's just an example of just the things that make me love Saints Row Three are things that I don't want to tell people because I want them to discover them on their own. Yeah,
2: uh, I, I can understand that just from the intro missions.
0: Yeah, and, and they and you know, you might think, wow, they're starting with a bang, how are they gonna to top this? And good golly they do. I mean they just here. It's just oh, just fantastic work with the single-player missions. I really, by the way, am bummed out. In Saints Row 2, you could go in your crib and you could, I think it was on a TV set. You could turn on the TV set, or maybe it was a bulletin board. I think it was a bulletin board. The bulletin board had clippings, and a newspaper. there was a newspaper clipping for each mission. So if you wanted to play, replay a mission, you would pick the newspaper clipping, uh, and you could just replay the mission. There's no equivalent equivalent for that in Saints Row 3, which really sucks because some of the missions are just so good. They do such cool stuff with the
1: missions. Um, was, I mean, that's almost like a regularly like a standard feature. You know, yeah. like uh, you can do that in just about every open world game I can think of.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that's not in there. Uh, but you know what? It may be maybe, DLC. maybe it'll be DLC. Yeah, is that what you just said? Did you just yep. scoop me on that? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I scooped yes. this, Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, it is funny if they're selling as DLC cheats. I would not be surprised if that's included in there as replay this features. Open.
2: Yeah. Now, so on the one hand, that's a shame, but on the other hand, apparently I never realized that was part of Saints Row Two. So, <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, in Saints Row Two, the missions were fine,
0: but I don't recall anything that I would want to replay in there. Saints Row Two, I adored that game, <laughs> by the way, but I don't, uh, you know, I adored it for things other than the little scripted yeah, missions
2: they had. The, the extent of side activities and whatnot was my main memory of it. Exactly.
0: Uh, there's, but there's, the, some of the the single player missions in Saints Row Three, though, just far and away better than, than the stuff in Saints Row Two. Uh uh-huh.
1: You know, what's funny about Saints Row 3 to me is that uh, it, it starts off... I absolutely love what I've played of it so far. I mean, the story missions are just fantastic, and they just get more and more ridiculous. I think my favorite so far is where you rescue Zillion or Zillion or whatever his name is. That's ridiculous. But Zemo, Zemo is that it? Yeah, the guy at the... Yeah, that's a great mission. Um, yep. But, like... Uh, Saints Row 2 has this mission where you're riding along with Pierce, and he's, like, singing, like, a a, a Kanye West song while you're, like, firing rock. You're trying to shoot down helicopters. (laughs) I really, really loved that mission. And then, like, this one, you start singing, uh, you know, uh, What I Got by Sublime really horribly while riding around. That just, like, made me so happy.
0: It's now, you say really horribly, but it depends on there, – there are a total of six voice actors. There are three male, three female voices. Some of the voices can actually sing very well. well <laughs> believe they're, they're so not the one saying. I'm
1: playing cannot. <laughs> so I'm what, playing like the, the hackney guy or whatever, the cockney guy. or
0: The the, <laughs> the Hackney cockney guy, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know it. Uh, And you know what there is? I, uh, there's actually a seventh voice I, I did forget. Uh, the zombie. The, right, the zombie voice, which is unintelligible and uh, is pretty hilarious in the, in the singing. There,
1: it honestly is pretty hilarious just in general. Yes. The fact that your character talks a lot in this game. It's not like you don't talk like in all the other games. So it's well, like tell it, oh, no, 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 no. us <laughs> oh, what's happening. Oh, no, no. Well, we'll get right on it. Man, what-
2: <laughs> Everyone understands him perfectly, which is just, the
0: beauty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you actually did talk in the second game, but in the first game. You never spoke except for at the conclusion of each of the little story chains. Your guy would say one. You know, actually, maybe he only said one thing at the very end of the game, if I'm
2: not mistaken.
1: You know, I honestly didn't even like the first Saints Row that much. Saints Row 2 is what really got me going for the
2: game. Right. Well, Saints so, Row, yeah, it, for, it went just as a you know, generally polished Grand Theft Auto clone at that stage in the uh, console cycle.
1: It's just without the to me without like the rest of it that they've pretty much assembled the humor comes across as on the stupid side of juvenile, whereas now it comes across as kind of like an actual satirical. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. That's that's like that's what's really impressed me about the game, other than just Just the fact that they know it's a game and they're not making any like sort of pretense about it. You know, that's just kind of focusing on the fact that. You want to do some crazy shit? They'll let you.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so McMaster, you are a Nord
1: thief, assassin, yes. lockpicker in Skyrim. What are you in Saints Row Three? Apparently, I'm a very disturbed Aussie or British guy uh, that has the Semedi mask on, Baron Semedi or Semedi or whatever, however it's pronounced. And, well. Uh,
0: Now I don't know if you noticed, there is, of course, a a pretty hearty character development. Like uh, you could develop your characters, you can develop your homies, you can improve certain guns. I was thinking more like what? Oh, oh! How are you? (laughs) What what kind of character are you building in Saints Row Three?
1: Most of the time, uh, when I focus on stuff, I usually go for like health regeneration, things like that first. But for my guy, yeah. I mean, that's really all I've gotten to do so far is really, like, a lot of health regen stuff. I I think I also uh, did a little bit of, like, wanted reduction for a couple of the people just to make it easier to move around. Um, Have Have you poured cash into any of your weapons yet? Are there any of the weapons that you're gravitating towards? Jeez, let me think. I... I haven't really had enough money to put any. Right. No. cash in there. like I've been. I also I increased sprint and stuff like that, and that's pretty
0: expensive. Oh, let me tell you, getting the unlimited sprint was su- such a relief. <laughs> like
1: I was so glad yeah. that I finally was able to afford that. Oh, man, <laughs> but, that's like the <laughs> worst part of all those games is not being able to run.
0: Oh, well, it's uh, you know it, it. The thing is, is with Saints Row Three, as you get more money and get further and further into the game, they let you kind of break certain gameplay limitations including sprint like sprint used to be how effectively can i get away from a battle that's gone bad you know i've lost my health i'm about to be killed <laughs> i'm just going to run around this corner and try to get away oh great i'm out of stamina they've got me uh eventually when you get full you, when you get unlimited sprint then you don't face that that limitation anymore there's even if you go far enough into the damage reduction you can make your character immune to bullets Bullets just don't hurt you. You know, if you wow. get high enough level, All right. and if you fork out enough cash, uh, that is an option that you have. Uh, that's some
1: other stuff I bought. I did r- buy uh, vehicle and bullet uh, damage reduction. Damage but... reduction, yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's handy. So, uh, Gary, what kind
0: of character are you building in Saints Row 3? I mean, you're only third level. I guess you may not even... <laughs> you, you might have bought yeah, another... Much. Maybe you bought a second pistol or something. I don't know. Oh, I think ooh. I...
2: Oh, I don't even have a second pistol yet. No, I think I have like five percent bullet damage re- reduction. Oh, that's so cute. And maybe <laughs> the first tier of health regen boost. <laughs> uh, One of the things I wanted to do because I've
0: actually I started playing it at a press event and got pretty far and advanced some of the weapons. Some. Um, so this, the second time I was playing it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a gun that I normally would not use, and I'm just gonna focus on that. So you start with, I think it might be called a gravedigger or something. It's just the double barrel shotgun. Um, oh, and yeah. it's you know, the pump action shotgun of course seems more useful because it can hold more ammo without having to reload all the time. But once you get that double barrel shotgun up to level when you level it all the way up and it's got like four barrels glommed on together and it does extra damage and it sets things on fire uh it was almost like i i think i broke this game you know it's like too easy and i'm also buying like extra ammo capacity for shotguns uh i just went through on my 360 playthrough so much of the game just just like tearing through stuff with that crazy double-barreled shotgun Uh, Upgraded. And I love that it lets you do that. It's like, you know what? If you just want to emphasize one awesome weapon, go for it.
1: Uh, You should totally restart so that you can play through the campaign with me.
0: Why should I restart when I can just bring in my character (laughs) as she is? Yeah. That's true. Uh, uh, and I would yeah. love to do yeah i'm I'm definitely up for some co-op now have you guys looked at what's called horde mode
1: <laughs> no but i've it just kind of god it's it sounds <laughs> everything I've read about it is like oh god so I haven't touched it yet but, uh, uh, here's
2: I've only seen it on the menu. <laughs> You know
1: what? And
0: I would recommend it's so divorced from the rest of the game. I don't know why. When they integrate so much stuff from multiplayer to to all the, the different ways you can level up to the challenges, when all that stuff is integrated into the world, it just feels so conspicuous that horde mode is something completely separate from everything else you will do. And furthermore, there's not even any achievements associated with it. It's kind of oh. odd. It just seems tacked off to it. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, <laughs> the hell with that. But furthermore, and again, maybe this is just me. I think when you go through Horde mode, I think it spoils stuff, Ted Gummet. Like when it's, it's it's dropping. Horde mode is basically you're facing these this random wave of enemies. Not random. This specified wave of enemies with this specified weapon, and the enemies that it shows you, as well as the different weapons it shows you, I think are spoilers. I'm like, you know, they did such a great job unfolding when you discover some of these weapons and how they're used. They do a great job introducing this in, this, in the context of their little storyline. I'm sure. like, don't don't jump in. Don't just give that away in horde mode. That's that's terrible. So you know what? Stay out of that menu option. There's nothing in there for anybody. You guys don't even don't even go in there. That's my advice. Yeah,
1: so. I mean. Saints Row 3, last night when I was playing constantly, I had to stop it several times and go get Sarah just to show her yeah. things in this game. It's way too fantastic. Uh,
0: McMaster, have you met Kenzie yet? Kenzie. Oh, uh, you haven't then, I guess. All right, so you've met Zeman. Oh, you know what? You probably, yeah, you'll, you'll meet her shortly. Uh, what about, do you know who Kiki and Viola are?
2: You actually, you probably Yes, you have- meet those at the beginning.
1: Okay, well, that, you, no, yeah, something that... Well, I'm at the, the Lucha part or whatever is what I'm in now. Uh, Right,
0: right that's like the little second stage, and it doesn't... Right. Yeah, I, I know where you are, like, after the cutscene that introduces the Luchadors, right?
1: Right, 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 yeah, so, like, and I've done, like, the mission where I went and got... That might be... Is that the girl? Is that Keisha or whatever? Because I just got her if it is, the... Like where you have to go pick her up. There's an
0: FBI agent named Kenzie who ended – don't Kenzie, don't,
1: that's it. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah I, I just got her.
0: She's she's easily one of my – like I've played a lot of great games this year with some fantastic characters. Uh, like I think one of my problems in a way with, with Skyrim is I think how good and how focused The Witcher 2 is. <laughs> um, uh, and oh, I just yeah. – there, there's – and. And I just think that, like Kenzie, for instance, even though it's a completely different kind of game, is every bit as memorable as some of the cool characters in Witcher Two. Uh, I think Kenzie's just a great bit of writing what they ended up uh, doing with her. So,
1: well, you uh, know, the funny thing about like RPGs, and you missed, mentioned Witcher Two and Skyrim, is it it's almost like to me like board games in a way too. How they have the Ameritrash and the, and the you know the Euro games. You know, it's like we we make some you know pretty good games, but they're very, like, you know, Bethesda games are all very open world. So, it's it's almost like a different thing, because Witcher is such a guided story. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, uh,
0: McMaster and Gary, what would you think if I tried to sell you guys on Saints Row 2, being an or Saints Row 3, being an RPG? Would you call me crazy, or would you go along with that? Gary, what do you I'd think?
2: Oh. Uh, I'd go along with it. Alright, so, McMaster, uh, can... I can see what is in the upgrade menus that's locked out
1: currently, and looks like there's a lot of depth to delve into there.
2: McMaster, are you going to go up against us?
0: It's two
1: to one at this point. No, I don't think I would say that. I mean, if you're going to count other, like, games that have any sort of, like, even a light RPG element, it has much deeper RPG elements than, yeah.
0: Is, uh, there another, if anything, is, is there another Is there another open-world game, traditionally open-world game, that has RPG elements as robust as what's in Saints Row 3? I don't know the answer to that. I'm just throwing that out there. Um,
2: I've never played it, but didn't uh, Scarface have a fair amount of deeper elements to it?
0: I didn't play it either. I felt like I should have. I
2: didn't play it either. It uh, seems to me that I've heard that it had good stuff in it, but I can't speak to it.
0: Well, I know Scarface had a lot of stuff about, like, owning property in the city and things like that. So uh, yeah.
1: yeah. No, I would say Saints Row 3, as far as I know, it has to be the deepest of, like, the open world kind of RPG stuff. Like, if you're not counting, like, you know, RPG, RPGs like Skyrim, then, yeah.
0: Right, right. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, well, we'll... Gary, what do you have for us this week? That's better than both Skyrim and Saints Row Three.
1: I don't envy you.
2: Yeah, what would be the week? It's not one of those. (laughs) Well, Super Mario Land 3D is the uh, my my game of the week is Skyrim as well.
0: Oh yeah, I thought the fact that you didn't speak up at that at that point made me think that you had something else. So all right, so you picked Skyrim too. Well, that's anticlimactic. I thought you were holding out with something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no holdouts. I, I have the impression that if we were record this later, Saints Row Three might replace it. It's I think I know it's gonna distract me from Skyrim for a while now, so Uh
1: it's, God, it's it's so terrible right now. I'm thinking like, God, I've got Skyrim where I can go do whatever I want, and I've got Saints Row three yep. where I can also go do whatever I want. I'm just glad I'm pretty much finished with Batman before they hit. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a big thing too. Now don't forget to go see Calendar Man on Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I missed Calendar Man on Halloween, so I figured i oh. let that go. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I, I'm totally too cool to miss Calendar Man on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's, it's been a great
0: uh, end of the year. I'm not sure. I mean, oh, yes.
1: I, 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 And honestly, it's basically over at this point for big releases, unless you count The older Republic.
0: You say it's basically over, and I would kind of agree, McMaster, but I think people who are into the Zelda games would maybe...
1: Oh, is uh, that not out yet?
0: No, they would maybe cuff you about the the head, if you were to say that. Mm. Yeah, that's next week. Uh, Skyward Sword comes out, if you want to, you know,
1: blow the dust Uh, off me. No, I'm good. No, you sure? Come on, it's late. (laughs) Don't you love that little guy? I, hey, I like Zelda. I just, I didn't like the last one. I didn't like the last Wii game. I do not want to shake around to do sword moves. I, I just don't want to.
0: Maybe this That's is all... the
1: game that will finally convince you
0: that it's a worthwhile gameplay mechanic.
2: No.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Sounds
2: <laughs> like it's All right. From the name, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of thrusting the Wii mode at the sky. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I do. Um... <laughs> Every time I enter a room. Hey, uh, Gary, do you play Ascension? I do not, no. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> I think I've, I've had that marked in my, like, app shopper list looking for a price drop because, you know, $5, I'm not made of money. Oh,
1: sweet Jesus, yes, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just got an iPad, so I've been going ridiculous with it.
0: So McMaster, as a new iPad owner, what apps would you recommend? Like what games, not, not apps. Like what what games have been uh, have been in heavy rotation on your new iPad?
1: You know, uh, Infinity Blade actually, which I thought was pretty neat. Yep, thanks have for you- bringing up a game that won't run on my iPhone. Nice work. It won't. Uh, <laughs> it will not. No. Yes. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, you know, I, I played around with a Rage app, but it's, eh, whatever. It's kind of boring in a way. Also, it looks really also nice. will not run on my iPhone. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> now let's get to stuff that might run on Tom's iPhone. Yeah, um, quick graphics, for McMaster. Field Runners mm-hmm. is a fantastic <laughs> game. Okay. What, you don't like it?
0: Isn't that like an early tower defense game, like from the yeah. early days of tower
2: defense before no, yeah. it was? Before <laughs> I it. I think it was one of on the first nine. tower defense apps on the iPhone. Yeah. yeah
1: it was. It's just, it's a really solid game. Um, they released a, a ticket to ride for the iPod today. Um, huh. Also, coming out today is Minecraft uh, for the iOS. Um, Wait, what? Huh. Yeah. The yeah, Minecraft. Minecraft. Actual yep. Minecraft. <laughs> Not style, yes not <laughs> so, not yeah. like some little like uh no not, not <laughs> minecraft with a k or, or, whatever, or a silent q um, over the eye. <laughs> yeah uh so actual minecraft on an
0: iphone and it's wow i did not know that
2: yeah is it like full-featured minecraft or yeah
0: i don't believe yeah what's the catch mcmaster there's got to oh, be some for...
2: catch here
1: fine hang on i'll
0: It like it. It's it's only in a little tiny area. It's not the full game, right? It's just like a sample. Yeah. you only get three blocks?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's only three blocks. Yeah, that would be the best game.
0: Uh... I don't. I don't mean to make you do research. I just. I'm a little.
1: I. I, I'm
0: so. Because I've been waiting on a final product of Minecraft. I've never fiddled with it because I know it's been in beta and he's adding features. And my whole perspective. My whole. Stance on this has been well, you know what, Notch, you've finished this fantastic sounding game that everybody loves, and I'm happy to try it. I was not aware that there was something as final as a Minecraft for the iPhone. Oh, movie.
1: that game has, oh, it's been in a like pretty much final stage. He just keeps adding weird stuff to it all the time.
0: Right, but I'm waiting on him to put gameplay in it. I mean, like actual like reasons to play. Like right now, it's just a big empty sandbox, right? Like, has it part of his development? Oh, no,
1: no, there's a lot more like to a, it. Right. Like this, really? No. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a dungeon mode. There's, like, survival mode. There's That's like... what I'm talking about. That stuff is in there? Yes, it's been in there for, like, a year. Why did that... no one tell me this, McMaster? I, you didn't ask me. <laughs> I mean, the thing about Minecraft is that, like, <laughs> he it's been in a really, like, almost near-done state for a while. He just keeps fiddling with it. And, like, if you purchase it on the site, you get it for cheaper than at release, and you get access to play it while he messes with it. And so, like, yeah, you start off, and you have to build a base and everything, and there are monsters, and you fight them, and you can, like, build portals to other dimensions and crazy crap. Yeah, it's just, it's I
0: just awesome. thought it was, at this point, a set where people were building, like, giant Mario
2: statues still, but I
1: did no, not no. know. No, that has been more than that for a while, yeah. Yeah, a long time. There's multiplayer servers, man. Gary, you knew knew about this as well.
0: You knew about this, Gary, and you didn't let me know. You just blithely were going on playing this game, not saying, "Hey, Tom, there's gameplay here."
2: That's the passive aggressive uh, payback (laughs) I mentioned very long ago.
0: Oh, you and your Minnesota nice. Um, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, maybe it's time to. Oh, great time of year too. Yeah, good going, Notch. This is exactly the time of year where I need to jump into Minecraft. Great, thanks. Oh yeah.
1: But, yeah, so that's, uh, that comes out. I don't think it's released here yet. They're doing a worldwide release. So it's out in some countries, but not here yet. Um. Oh, good. Okay. So there's, I've got that. I've, I've still oh got. Oh, yeah, to- It's like a few hours or something. <laughs> it's a, it, right now. Uh, but I yeah, just. Oh, no, there it goes. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh so here's what i've got on my plate and this is a little insane so saints Row three good lord i love this thing and i'm i, I basically for all intents and purposes you know i've done the storyline there's still so much i want to do i'm just dipping my toe into skyrim at this point uh i have assignments for assassin's creed revelations uh oh, halo combat okay. evolved anniversary R- remake do over <laughs> hd 2011
2: yeah, uh, i
1: have that uh, is that, that a place.
2: sequel or a
0: remake Yes, and yes. Uh, I, think it, I think it's just an HD remake. Isn't that true, McMaster? Yeah, it's
1: just a re- uh, remake of the original. Okay, so yeah. it's, it's like... And re- it, it adds... Um, and it, it adds, like, online co-op and stuff, so... But
0: I, I, wanted, I wanted to deliver what was a piece of soul-crushing news to me about Halo Combat Anniversary Evolved 2011 uh, HD remake, uh, whatever it's called... There a super is a super right land. Uh, <laughs> uh, there you it, there. There's either no firefight mode. Is that what you call the horde mode in Halo? Firefight. Do I yeah, have that? Firefight, right? Okay. Right. No flood in the firefight mode. Really? Now, how can you? Is that just not the the hugest oversight you could ever oh. make in the history of a re-release? I mean, well, like, you know
1: why what? that is right? Because it's because fun- it's, it's it's because. It's going to be. DLC. It comes with two discs. It comes with two discs, right? Or is it okay. just
0: one disc? Uh, I don't know. The shrink wrap's still on it. I couldn't tell you.
1: I think that it's. It, it either comes on two discs, or what it does is it like exits the remake version and it loads Reach's multiplayer engine. That's what you're playing all those maps on. Is Reach? It just loads the multiplayer engine
0: for it. I don't. It. I don't care, McMaster. I want. I want. The but that's fl- why that there's no fire- flood. That's a ter- because they don't
1: have flood and reach.
0: That's not, that doesn't
2: make me feel any better.
1: <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't. <laughs> but that's, I just uh... want to hear your sadness. <laughs> okay, my soul. It's
2: twisting the knife.
1: <laughs> that's
0: just terrible. Uh, all right, and uh, let's see. Oh, and also, uh, Anno2070. Does that
1: do anything for you guys? Do you guys even know what that oh, is? Actually, yeah, that's uh, is that a paradox game or is that a?
0: No, how dare you! Uh, it's Ubisoft. Uh, it's oh. their it's their city builder, but it's now it's like a sci-fi city builder. Mm. Uh, Anno, I think it was 1404. It was called that in Europe. Here, it was I think called. Dawn of Discovery, or there's some weird naming shenanigans. But the last Anno game was absolute crack for anybody who's into city builders. Uh, And so also, just out today, uh, their their sci-fi version of it, Anno 2070. So, Hmm. yeah, so, Notch, take your time with that whole Minecraft thing. I'm not going to get any time Uh, with that anytime soon. I
1: got plenty of Ascension to play anyway. So, McMaster, uh,
0: let's, yeah, we'll get some Ascension games going as well. So, friend me on whatever the uh, game center thing is and uh and and we'll have some of that. Uh Gary, do you do board games? Occasionally, yes. So do you have you ever played Ascension? I have not, no. Do you do any of these deck building games like Dominion or Seven City or not, or whatever? Uh, I don't know the names of them. Do you do any of these deck building games? There's one called ne- oh, Seven Wonders. Seven Wonders is what I'm thinking of. Do you do Dominion or Seven Wonders? You played those? Nope, don't know those names.
2: Okay. I think deck building, I think back uh, rather long ago to when Magic the Gathering launched. So, yeah,
0: yeah. deck-building games, it's like that, but instead of being collectible, it's a self-contained set. Self-contained, yeah. You're doing it with multiple players, where it's like playing a draft game, where each of you are sort of dealing with the same cards, trying to build a a deck that uh, is going to be better than the deck being built by the other guys. Uh, So it uses some of the same dynamics, but in a competitive head-to-head environment. Uh, And Ascension, which is the game McMaster mentioned, is, I think... With my limited knowledge of them, I've sampled – I'm a dilettante when it comes to deck-building games, but I think uh, is the best deck-building game that's out there for just how focused it is, uh, the, the, the um, gameplay I dynamics they put in there.
1: It's real similar to Dominion, which I think is a touch better, but I like Ascension a lot. Right. It's just really similar to Dominion
0: dominion was always for me i only tried it a few times kind of like dry uh like i kind of like there's it There's a lot
1: of expansions for it which kind of that's what i've it heard, like, yeah really fascinating there's yeah. like a ton of stuff out there there's a lot of different combinations now
0: But ascension is just like so weird and funky and i i, I really like it. it yeah like i look at the stuff in ascension and i'm like who the heck thought this up like i love getting that sort of sense when i look at a game when i look at the creative stuff in a game thinking like that's crazy where did they think that up uh I, I like how taken aback I am by, by some of the stuff in Ascension. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, it's a, it's definitely fun. I hope they come out with some expansions for it. There is an expansion for it. Is there? Uh, yes, there's a, an
0: expansion called... Uh, oh, I don't know the name of it, but I own it. Uh, it's basically, you can play it as a separate set of cards, or you can shuffle it in with the main deck. Uh it's also, I believe they had plans to release it for the iPad version at, at some point oh, as well, the, or iPhone version, for those of us who don't have an iPad.
1: Um, See, yeah, like all the Dominion uh, expansions, you can do that, too. You can play it as, like, a separate thing. Right, right. Yeah. Those are, yeah. You should check those out. Not going to. i got to way no.
0: too other things to do. I'm not going to do it, sure. no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yes, and King of Dragon Pass. One last thing. King of Dragon Pass. Don't forget
2: well, that is a good one.
1: Oh yeah, yep. it's no Darklands. Well, no, <laughs>
0: uh, McMaster. What are we going to do for folks next week, and who's going to join us?
1: Next week, we are going to give you our games of the week, oh, yeah. our news week, our post of the week, mm-hmm. our of the week that we and will. our podcast uh, friend. Next week, the twenty third, will be Demon G Sides. Oh, that kid, he's awesome. Justin, oh, yes. can, oh, I hope it's okay to say
0: his real Yeah, I've said his real name. On a, he's been on a podcast with me before. Uh, maybe Justin will give us some StarCraft II tips. I hear he's pretty good at it. Oh, well, there you have it. Uh, uh, Gary, do you do StarCraft II? Do you do any RTSs? No, not really an RTS guy. Okay, well, yeah. we, we won't hold Solidarity. that. Solidarity. Uh, that, that then won't eat into your Saints Row three time, Gary. <laughs> yeah.
1: StarCraft uh, Gary, II.
0: Uh, thank you for hanging out with us today. I am thank you for so, having me. and I'm so glad that we all pretty much we kind of sucked at picking different things in terms of like our news and our games. Like a lot of overlap there, uh, but that's okay, I guess.
1: I suck anyway. <laughs> well, <so. laughs>
0: uh, all right, you think we'll still be talking about Skyrim in two weeks? In three weeks? Yes. Is it is it, is it just a flavor of the month game?
1: Now, see, that's what I think so great about Skyrim, really, in its own right, is that I'm not so worried about just, like, ramming through it or whatever, because I, you know, hell, I can just jump into it for quite some time. It'll still be fresh. Well, and Gary, I'm a little jealous of what you get to enjoy,
0: and McMaster, you'll be able to do this, too. Uh, the mod scene, I imagine yeah, Skyrim pretty exciting oh, thinking uh, down, down the road to what kind of stuff you'll have.
2: That's a well, big part of why I'm not too concerned about setting it aside for a while. Right. Yeah. Tear up Absolutely.
0: Right. Well, and as I said before, uh, if you guys need any skeever tales, let me know. Right. I'd be happy to help you there. Uh, I am Tom Chick. This has been me, Jason McMaster, and Gary. Let me try this, Gary. Tell me how close right. I get. Go ahead. Aachenbach.
2: Aachenbach. Aachenbach. I was close. <laughs> close. <laughs> Just one. That last little syllable threw you off.
0: All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, Gary, and we'll, we'll see you around on the forum. All righty.
1: It's a little bit slow.
2: Pretty damn queer, oh shit, now we're stuck. We're stuck together, for real I can
0: see you oh, all looking down on me, and frowning and groaning. Oh, I don't like this. oh, I don't like this. Did I
2: just hear someone growling like?